1: Welcome to another episode of Creators Outlet, brought to you by our friends over at the 8th Marketing Team. Well, hello. Hi there.
0: Do you know who that is? Nat says hello. Hi, and welcome to the show. (laughs) Welcome, Nat. I'm going to show this off quickly because I'm going to close the program because I don't want it to sound too robotic because it takes a lot of juice. Here's no,
1: Sim, Sim, Sim was awake. We were just busy bullshitting before we launched the show. <laughs> and yeah. we, we'd still be talking, you know, backstage and whatever if if you hadn't piped in with
0: late. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about board games and stuff like that. So we just got carried away a bit. Mm-hmm. But this is a, a model that I'm uh, one of the first models I'm going to be 3D printing. While I work on this... Uh, Was the quick save? Dun, dun, dun. Boom. Well, I'm working on the full body right there. So let's close this. <laughs> so now, good. <laughs> we're back to two D. <laughs> And here's a little spoiler from uh, Luani in Telson and Iverse 2, where she calls her bike for backup.
1: Man, yes. I need a bike like that.
0: <laughs> because she just she's facing this. And if you look at, look at those, right? They're pretty beef, right?
1: Man, I'm crippled. I'd be fucking running.
0: Look at her size compared to her. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. She stands up. She's like just about to the kneecaps.
0: <laughs> about maybe about like here.
1: Uh, yeah. Somebody, somebody has to say the, it, right. Plexus. The, the right height.
0: And then. And that's going to be part. That's going to be in Telson and Adverse. Two.
1: Those. I like the way you, you split up the screen and added like those extra panels. By her, like the yeah. tendrils there—that was cool. Yeah,
0: and I made it look a bit like the there were eyes, and then you go back to her, and then you see the bike coming, and find out more about her and her motorcycle. Because trust me, you're gonna love it.
1: It's gonna be cool.
0: hmm And you have her here with the Nat's bike. Nice. And here's a glimpse for you guys of not the Merc One cover, the actual miniseries, not the Merc. So you're gonna you get a final look of what the, the final version of he looks like. You have Bob in the back, showing off his extra arms that comes out of his back. Oh yeah. You have Nat in all his glory, Zed there hovering, and you have a big robot in the back. Figure it out. I'm not I'm not hinting more. Wink wink, nudge nudge, know what I mean?
1: Read it for yourself.
0: <laughs> I'll just say that the wings look familiar, don't they? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's enough teasers. Okay. <laughs> now if you want, I can show you anything you want to see from the Telson and Adverse one. And how are you doing, Will? It's I'm, fun being on your show.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm doing. I'm doing pretty good. My first time here. Oh, welcome. Yeah, I'm. I'm like. I'm going through a list. I go. I go. Wow, there's people I talk to like every month on, you know, at CromCon, and I'm like, I still, I still haven't gotten them on my on my show for some reason.
0: I know. Like when I saw Joker fan, hey, want to come to my show? I'm like, who's Joker fan? Then I I noticed you and like you were saying commenting in the chat I'm like oh that's him
1: <laughs> hey it's Varian.
0: But in <laughs> fact, some is
1: digitally because he's actually <laughs> responsible for the great Canadian graphite shortage of 2002. He has been barred from buying more than one pack a <laughs>
0: month,
2: which he easily kills.
0: Freaking a. <laughs> that is funny you <laughs> ain't, <he> ain't wrong
1: <laughs> speaking of killing uh very and after having uh our our mutual friend on last night talking about the uh the big big book from uh
0: you're talking about indie revolt
1: In, in yeah in indie volt revolt uh how many pages have you gotten done on uh, on Chris story
0: yet? On what? On Delson and others or them?
1: No, no, not you, Variant. Okay. I, I told I told Randy every time I saw Variant, I was gonna
0: I, th- I, I, I was gonna
1: poke and prod and be like, Dude, have you started on those pages yet? Have you started on those pages yet?
0: Ooh, <laughs> he has pages to do.
1: He has pages to do. Uh, he is drawing a story. And uh, Indie Princess is writing the story.
0: So what you're trying to say, Will, is uh, a little bit less poking and more grinding? Pretty much, (laughs) yeah. (laughs)
1: You're going to be sleeping in a chair and on the couch quite a bit to get those those pages done on time, you know?
2: Get to work, man!
0: Like Mike said, the bigger they are, the harder they fall.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty big. And, yeah, when I fall, it's a big thud.
0: <laughs> See, the everything behind him used to be hooked to the ceiling. The big thud brought everything down.
1: Yeah. Well, I could. <laughs> I got I get the 20-foot ceilings. Hey, Hex Allen again. Hail, X. Hail X. Yeah, Hex. Hail <laughs> Hex. Yeah, Hex showed up last night. He, uh, he was listening and watching... Uh, Randy
0: and I. Yeah. Was oh, hot but
2: sugar.
0: I, I watched <laughs> it but later. I, I watched it on the replay. Cool. Because, you know, fun fact that a lot of people don't know I do have four kids. Two of mine and two that, you know, I adopted in a way. <laughs> they like mine.
1: I fed them and they kept coming back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It dude, I, I, I had two boys and now I also have two girls. Um, I'm a happy little. Parent. And,
1: and and you make and you make comics and now toys, so you know what could be better, dude.
0: And animation,
1: and animation, yeah. Hello, chat from Hex Allen, and hail everyone from it's Sugar, hi <laughs> <laughs> ah, Sugar. Uh,
0: check this <laughs> out. Here's a little something I released last week, but I think Friday or Saturday. This is. Not the Merc was created in 2009, about when I was in college, mm-hmm. and I wanted to do so. Uh, I, w- I, in 2009, I was, re- I, I was releasing uh, Wolf Dragon, and one of the first advice that was giving to me is to make sure to create characters that you can cover everything you love. And I was working on my sci-fi because I, I'm a big sci-fi geek. I love sci-fi movies. I love heavy metal stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. And I came up with Not the Merc. And the first story I ever wrote was called Planet 69, as you can see here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm having
1: flashbacks to my college days. I'm like, yeah, this all makes perfect sense to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the entire project was at the end of the school, the the the, the program in college, right? We had, um, there was no, uh, I, forgot, I forgot how you call it, but in French it's called stage. It's when you go... Uh, you go work for free for a company to earn your creds.
1: Oh, interning.
0: Interning, yeah. You go interning and that's your last type of course that you have and that, you know, your evaluation makes it if you make it or not. Mm-hmm. So back then there was a, they didn't have any. So we, I came up with my own and I and I came up with a proposal and it was accepted by our university. And we did a simulation of a, uh, of a small animation pro, uh, production. So what we agreed on is we were going to produce a trailer of not the Merc. So we had an actual award-winning uh, producer coming on and stuff like that. And we, it, we just never made it because the idea was to make it, make it to the point of uh, the animation, but never make it to the animation. Get it. Mm-hmm. We made it, everything was made. It didn't get animated, but I always wanted to make it as a comic book. But when i was approached by zidara he, he wanted me to do something just about um shorter not a 20 pager and tw- so i did the first story that you find in Telson and adverse one that's the then the first story that came out well this story i'm redoing the entire thing but for Telson and adverse two so i'm actually working on the original story which this is the only thing I have left. I don't have the script. I don't have all the layouts and anything because my computer crashed and I lost everything except this and all the 3D models. So I shared that the other day. So let's just watch it. I just changed the music because I did not want to have copyrights. It was actually required for a dream. Remember the song from the movie? Oh, yeah. We're Requiem mm-hmm. for a dream. So here you go. Let me know, uh, I think I put, the, yeah, it's on. just a little extra because you know presentation
1: yeah that ending was badass (laughs) that
0: That little animation
1: yeah hex says you have no interest in sci-fi you're just into sparkly vampires
0: (laughs) 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 no actually that the vampire thing was really out of it was me trying to do something different
1: very said, big smile <laughs>
0: <laughs> my first comic book was actually something called the wolf dragon and what it's all about it's um the pitch was all is uh the last dragon born in human form bo- uh, ra- uh, raised and trained by an immortal knight on of, of honor mm-hmm. you know uh, dedicated to keep the balance on you know on earth
1: excess he, he has to do with zed fan art
0: Yep. And here's the entire like this is one of the first promotional piece that we had that was painted and then later on colored by Ink Spot. Nice. Way better than the colors I did.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because it's kind of like you know a remastered version.
0: Yeah. It's freaking awesome. And that's gonna be the interior, the interior front cover. And the credit page. Nice. And what else can I show you quickly? That's not on the campaign. (laughs) Oh. It's censored. Don't worry.
1: I'm just like, hello. And I see the bloody sword. Yeah, no. I'll just say hi from over here.
0: Okay, so you might prefer her then. Yeah. <laughs> those are the two sexy prints you get on the campaign, too.
1: Yeah, I'll just, you know, grab hold of those ponytails so I don't fall off.
0: <laughs> there you go. Showed you a little few things that are new there as a. Hey, my first time on your channel.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool. We always like breaking news. <laughs> now, if I now, if I just had, you know, some some good animations to play before we had the breaking news that were quick, uh, but hence I don't, I don't know how to make any of those yet. And I definitely don't have any programs. So, uh, yeah, okay.
0: yeah, dude, one, I, I would like, I would like to be able to. Have the time, and like there's so many I would like to do. To be honest, like I'd like to have like a full. Uh, I would like to be able to when I get to not the Merc, the, mm-hmm. the campaign for actually not the Merc the series. I would like to have a fully short animated intro, like a like an anime series. But I don't know if I'm gonna have time, so I'm not making promises. But this is what I've been trying. So you've seen one of the first animated that was there. Another one I did is you see the 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 ship zooming in. And he just jumps out and he he, he, he he lands doing a flip on the ground. Like, I wanted to add him, like, I, I, I would like to, but, you know, like you saw right now, I bought a 3D printer. Going to be doing my own toys.
1: Well, I was talking about that with uh, with Randy last night, not the 3D printing and toys, but the fact that, you know, I wish days were 48 hours instead of 24 because that way, I might have enough time to uh, read some of these st- millions of stacks of comics I have all over my house.
0: Why? You, why don't you have twenty-four hours in a day?
1: I do, but I—I I don't. That's still not enough time.
0: <laughs> I know. You know. It's like somebody's like, "Don't you sleep?" I'm like, "What's what's sleep?"
1: You know, somebody asked me that last night. I go. Yeah, I said. When do you sleep? I go uh on weekends that don't have ChromCon in. Them. You know, I'm. I pretty much sleep like the majority of the week. At you know, I wake up. I wake up to use the bathroom and to you know get at least two meals in and you know like half of my meds and I just you know I'm like, oh, let me put this back on again. <sighs> crash out again you know or i'll be like you know i i'll feel like nice and wide awake i'll get like two pages into a book and i'll wake up like you know four hours later with the book on my lap you know be oh man what the hell page was i on i
0: mean it's one of the things that's been happening to me sometimes when i get really into working mode right Mm -hmm. so i'm like okay i'm too tired to to work right i'm gonna read a story
2: (laughs) yeah
1: i've I've gone through uh because i got my collection back and it was like it filled a 22 foot long trailer Mm -hmm. so uh about a month ago you couldn't have seen behind me it was nothing but boxes like six feet high you know eight Mm -hmm. feet you know from the wall out like eight feet and uh you can actually see like the mess I'm making with all my comics. Damn! And there's twice as many boxes, but they're piled up on an opposite wall over by the kitchen because uh, I'm going. I'm going through, seeing you know what's where. Hey, John. What's What's happening with you? Uh, and I'm, I'm going through And this this is all to find uh, The copy that I know I have Of West Coast Avengers 45 To hurry up and sell it Before <laughs> the spec market clears on it And I know exactly what's going to happen The very last box I look in Is where it will be hmm. I already know But I'm finding lots of other stuff And I was I was thrilled to find out that my hundreds of hundreds of Star Wars knockoff books are worth ridiculous amounts of money now. Just about to take a shower and stop being lazy for the day. Never stop being lazy. You got to set a standard, you know?
0: It's called highly performing uh, laziness.
1: Exactly. So uh, tell us exactly what's going on with Netverse and what's going on with uh, a new campaign.
0: What do you mean new campaign?
1: Well, you're, you're working on issue two now. So you're, oh, getting, okay. you're getting prepped for a new campaign uh, in a few months, I hope.
0: Yep, I'm getting prepped. Actually, there's two campaigns that are being planned because uh, uh, people were asking for a fully colored or a black, uh, black and red edition of Bloodhunt. Oh cool! But um, I got *Telson and Adverse two in the works for a campaign soon, and I also have *Inkslayer*, the magazine. That's going to be hundred hundred uh, twenty something pages, so it's going to be five short, uh, five twenty-page stories. Right? That that's going to be in three issues of *Inkslayer*, making all the stories sixty-pager. So it's like like mixing heavy metal magazine. And remember those big, uh, big books that you used to buy, like the super packs and you would buy like a DC one and you have five issues of DC.
1: Yeah. So it, it's kind of like a collection of like one of the Marvel comics presents. A bit. Yeah. Where it's got, like, the multi stories, but you're doing it like in a bigger format.
0: Yeah. So we, it's, it's all IPs. They're not, they're not going to be in a shared universe or nothing. But the, the the thing is, the entire crew of Inkslayer are working on the comics. So I'm I'm uh, one I'm laying out. One I'm going to be doing the pencils. Uh, in, in, um, Scotsman's going to be inks on one. So we're all like doing the the full fo- the full production team.
1: That's cool. So it's going to be a, a big anthology. And and how often is the Inkslayer magazine going to be coming out?
0: Uh, we want to do probably three in one year. Or in uh, you know in a year and a half.
1: Okay, and and then you you're looking at getting uh, two issues out this year of uh, Natverse.
0: Yep. I'm get, uh, right now. I'm, I'm waiting for the colors to come in because we know we're all getting to know it. Uh, to, to it's a new team, right? And we we'll, mm-hmm. we've all been work, we never worked together and we all have other, other, uh, other contracts and other things to do. So we're all learning to, you know, mix and match and work and balance stuff out. So, mm-hmm. and you know, I also added 30 pa- uh, 10 pages and 20 that the, the old stuff of NAT is getting recolored. So that's why we're a bit delayed because so instead of printing and fulfilling this, uh, this month, it's going to be going in April. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm planning... I was The original plan was to launch the campaign for Telson and Adverse 2 in May, which is my bir- my birthday month. And, you know, I wanted to have the, the third one done by the end of the year. So when I start next year, you have not the Merc. And in Ink Slayer, you're also going to have a, you know, standalone story of Nat and Luani and maybe even one of Luani yourself. So all this year, it's... Not, the Natverse galore. Like I'm into this for like two years. I'm going to have other things coming out too, like the Bloodhunt-Duck Salem crossover that's happening. Written by Brown Kreisgau that's going to be penciled by me and finished starred by uh, Preston. We're mixing our style like Greg Capullo and Tom, and Tom McFarland would. Mm-hmm. So I got a lot of stuff coming. That's always going like, which campaign? <laughs>
1: <laughs> which one? What do you mean which one? Well... <laughs> I have thirty-seven books, and Hex mm-hmm. Allen wants me to draw sparkly vampires for some <laughs> reason.
0: I know, right? But uh, to for people I don't really know that the idea for Tales from the Advers. It's it's an anthology series, and it's it's to build up. It's like a world building experience where I'm introducing new characters into the universe. So when we get to the not the Mercury, I circumvented all those. You know, it's like. Marvel had years to build up their their backup stories and everything so I'm doing that in three issues of Telson and Adverse standalone stories and then Nat the Merc starts. So when Nat the Merc starts, we are going to follow Nat the Merc and discover his his genesis. Like he's he, we're, we're you're going to have caught up to what he knows, what's been in his past you're going to know from his childhood, his friendship with Zed and all of what's going on. So that's why I'm doing it that way. It's kind of like a world building experience and then I start the series. <laughs> cool. Cuz I, I I it's one of the things that I didn't want to do like, hey, let's start a story in 5 months ago, I have to go back and tell you an entire story and I'm like, no, I'm going to do that before sit you up the entire story you get to know Nat doing his job in the universe then you really get to know Nat, right? And mm-hmm. Telson Never is going to continue after that cuz Telson Never is also an ongoing series. But that's going to be the my my fan my fan uh, my fan mail type of thing. <clears throat> this is where you go and not the murk and you go, dude, I really like that guy you killed. Can we know more about him? Yeah, tells us in the
1: And you know, that you know that's the that's the same thing Dark Horse did with uh, with Star Wars. You know the the aforementioned evil evil empire there, mm. Uh where they uh when Doc Horse had the license, they turned around and they they started up the uh, the the tales. Tale, uh, they did they did the tales of the Jedi early on when they first launched. Then the, it was tale
0: uh, of the Bunty Hunters, if I remember.
1: Yeah. and then they then they did uh, one that was like a big fat book, uh, you know, ta- tales, you know, ta- mm-hmm. Star Wars tales or or something like that, but it was. It was like it was almost a prestige issue, you know, like forty-eight, you know, at least forty-eight pages and uh of story, and yeah, you know, and it was, you know, just like kind of like one-shot deals, you know, taking characters that weren't being used that much, that were probably like background but, characters or something. Yeah, didn't. but
0: that that was a bit of the the inspiration behind. Because when I got approached by zero nine Nine, which was like a Quebec, a French uh, French Canadian, like from Quebec. Quebec City, actually, that was doing a type of like heavy metal collection of uh, comics, right? Mm-hmm. All in black and white. And he approached me, wanted to have Wolf Dragon. I'm like, dude, you're doing sci-fi. I'm not going to put Wolf Dragon in there. So I decided to put not the Merck. And I'm like, what can I do that's interesting? And just putting short story of six to 10, maybe 16 pages in a freaking book every four months. What can I do that's interesting? All right. Instead of just doing throwaway characters, you understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's when the idea popped to mind, like whoa 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 whoa. What if I give you like one story of that? you want to know more about that? You know more about that in a second one. then after that, you think you're going to expect not no, I'm throwing you Rose, but then you realize that you're still in the same universe. But then the book got cancelled when I was about to put Luani. So this is me getting a chance of doing that all over again, and uh, dude, I'm ecstatic. I'm having a lot of freaking fun, and I have the greatest freaking team on it. I have Scotsman. I have have Beacon doing his best work I've ever freaking seen, and you have Ink, InkSpot, dude, doing interior presentation, like the interior back cover, the interior front cover, And that freaking uh, nice little poster that I showed you last time, the fully painted one, if you go in a campaign, you see it in the updates. I penciled it, and he painted the hell out of it. And it looks like a mix of Bisley and uh, Fresetta. This thing? Nope. Go in the updates.
1: Click updates. Oh, there's only 28 updates. What the hell?
0: (laughs) I I keep my backers informed. That oh, was the trailer.
1: There's the trailer. New colored page sample.
0: Go down. You have the giveaway because people. Uh, some of my backers will be getting uh, an original page from the 2013. Nice. See more updates. I think that's the one there.
1: First inked cover of Natverse.
0: Yeah. Go down.
1: Wow, Not said final variant for
0: the- there you go that's the one oh yeah this one so that's the variant cover for *Tales of verse 2 but it's also a mini print that you get like comic book side card stock that you're getting with the book that's badass I, I, I love it <laughs> dude I geeked out when I started seeing like just the ship in the back with the planet like that little detail on that back there, top right, under the E there, so mm-hmm. beautiful. <laughs> oh yeah. I I'm definitely gonna have that printed as a huge poster in my studio. And you you know you can be expecting a cover for each IP of Inkslayer painted by him. Nice. Oh, we're going all out in Inkslayer, dude. It's uh, we're going. European levels, you know, we're, we're putting everything, like our manga, anime, uh, American comic, European comic, everything influenced in there. And we're trying to bring you the best quality we could do as if we were part doing the heavy metal magazine.
1: Yeah, I loved heavy metal magazine, like, forever. hmm Might have something to do with boobs, but
0: I still <sighs> love heavy metal magazine. Oh, dude, it's, it's the fact that you had stories that weren't always that were surprising that you didn't that took a freaking twist sometimes
1: mm-hmm. i just got mad you know because every once in a while you'd get an issue that you know every story in there was you know to be continued and like this is worse than reading a comic yep and, and then I, you know no, you, you were hoping that I you didn't five heavy it. Metal stories, you know and i i'm hoping i'm not gonna you know i'm hoping that uh you know my LCS get gets their ordering, because if they don't, I have to go from, like, you know,
0: store magazine to store to know, magazine store.
1: Yeah, I, I have to go from, like, you know, store to store, like the, uh, you know, the pharmacy stores and all, like, those little things like that to, you know. And then, then I got to you know, kind of like – I'm, like, 6'3", so I have to, I would have had to, like, you know, basically get down and crawl on the floor to look through all the magazines until I found, like, a heavy metal. Shut up, Tablet.
2: <laughs>
1: it's just crazy.
0: And what what I would like to do also is um, when you're going to be backing uh, the Inkslayer book, mm-hmm. um, we're thinking of having one mini- Sculpted by me for each IP at the same time for one of those special tiers.
1: For each IP?
0: Yeah.
2: And it's so gonna you're going to a- have a Metal is-
0: Mayhem Rock Boy. You're going to have a Nat One. You're going to have like a Hero Hero. You're going to have the dwarf with the jetpack with a mm-hmm. rocket powered axe. Oh, those nice little things. This is Inkslayer Entertainment.
1: The the dwarf with the axe. Oh, look! It's pops.
0: <laughs> but if you haven't heard it, go check that, uh, seven uh, Michael uh, Michael Beacon's book called Seven Legions.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's in demand now on Indiegogo, and he fulfilled right away, like the next day he ships it. It's a great book, and that's where the dwarfs comes from. And in Inkslayer, you're gonna have the dwarf story. It's a sixty pager split in two and three twenties, and it's gonna be sick, dude. That that. Look, you're talking about a dwarf that has a jet back, rocket-powered axe, right? A really bad attitude, and he has a Viking-looking mech fighting big monsters. That's gonna be great. And he likes that he likes his woman tall. He likes he likes to climb. Mm-hmm. Great guy. <laughs> Can't wait. I'm joining
1: oh, it. I like him tall too, because you know I'm. I'm crippled. Some days my knees are so bad I can't. I can't. I can't stand to get stuff off the top shelf.
0: I I like a challenge and and, and on on horizontal. We're all the same height. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> There's just more land to cover.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: And oh, no boy, sparkly Mente. vampires.
0: Nope, I don't like those. Vincent killed them. I don't know if you if, if you know anything about Vincent if you get if you backed it you got a print with it and one of the biggest one of the first promo piece was him killing uh, Edward and uh, what's her name in a I really know. dark alley
1: I don't know Some somebody gave me you know they gave me a bunch of like books because they know I like to read
2: mm-hmm
1: uh, when I was in the hospital for like Christmas and one of the books they gave me was Twilight and I, I took it in and I put it in the back of the toilet but, <laughs> Why do you keep leaving this in the bathroom? I go in case I run out of toilet paper. Because
0: <laughs> it's where it fucking belongs. Mm-hmm. Dude, no. Yeah. Like I'm, I, like I'm not a huge vampire and stuff fan. I, I, but I, I love a good vampire story. You know, like if you tell me which one I prefer, I always say a werewolf. But a good mm-hmm. vampire story is cool, and I try it. and I wanted to do something that hasn't been done yet.
1: Oh yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a huge vampire Fan and uh, I love dark shadows. So
0: I'm trying to look for the... There, no, that's not it. Bingo. Did
2: you find it?
0: Yes, I did. Okay. It's right there. Okay just clicked on it clicked on it already there i did you so you see edward dead his heart's ripped out and you see bella dead there too, drain of her blood job well done well that was for the shirt trying to see a lower resolution there you go you see it better nice and that was done in 2018 when i started promoting blood hunt and that was me trying to pull a bit more of my, going a bit more anime-ish style. Mm-hmm. So that's why a lot of people when I went back to my more, my regular style, people were like, "Oh, you upgraded." Me. I like to switch up. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's just what I normally do, but I just made it like this for something else, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like you know, I don't know if you've seen the cover. That's not the final cover though done there you go
2: boom oh
1: yeah that's badass what happened I don't know
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's cleaning up because <laughs> like one of the, you know the main pitch of blood hunt is I'm not selling you a hero or a good guy He's a monster for hire. You're talking about the guy that wants to be the most badass assassin in the fucking world. He wants to be known as the Reaper. And he ends up being betrayed, sent to his death, turned into a vampire. And he embraces it. This is not a redemption story. This is a vengeance story. This is payback.
1: <laughs> Easily described as the anti-blade.
0: Yep. <laughs> I like it. And now you're gonna get a, you're getting a crossover with Blood Hunt and Doc Salem. And dude, we were talking about it, and I, I, said this out loud, and we all said it has to happen. I'm like, dude, you got a, I got a monster for hire, and you got a monster for hi, a monster for, hi, I know, you get, I got a monster for hire, you got a monster hunter. It just writes its fucking self. Brian's mm. like, yes, it does. <laughs> Like, they're made to hate each other. It's like we have our own Batman versus Superman type of thing. Mm-hmm. But with a with a new version of Dracula and a new version of Frankenstein. Which I'm like, I think we got something here.
2: <laughs> oh, for
1: sure.
0: That's just, a, that's just from, an awesome
1: idea.
0: And from the first draft I read from Brian, holy crap, it's going to be fun. <laughs> hey, there's deep ones. Do I need to seem to say more? Deep thoughts starring Sin. <laughs> like, oh dude, I'm gonna put some deep ones in there. I'm like, holy crap, yes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Oh thank you, sugar, for subbing to my channel. <laughs> I can I, I can use every sub I can take I can get because.
0: So you got a sugar rush?
1: Yes, yeah, I did. Oh, <laughs> uh, my cousin hates it when he if, if he watches one of my episodes and he sees that because he's gay. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I don't care. You're. You're a good-looking dude. That's that's that many more women I don't have to worry about somebody else cockwalking me. Up. You know, I kind of I I kind of do that to myself, you know. I take the mask off and they see my actual face and like,
0: "Uh, oh, your mask is off?" Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep. My mask is off.
0: I hadn't noticed. <laughs>
1: Thought we were getting interviewed by Monster Hunt today. <laughs> nope, just a monster hockey fan.
0: You know what? Do you want me to show you the first mm, five pages of uh, Louani? Sure. Boom! I can show you the five pages of Louani. Boom. that's page one nice you have people getting persecuted for being traitors to the federation for uh, you know dealing with pirates and uh, xenos because they don't really like uh, uh, other you know other aliens Mm -hmm. (laughs) so they're doing a witness transfer that guy there Mm -hmm. So you see the police, they're trying to transfer the Federation police, they get attacked, you see missiles, people starting getting shot, and then you see somebody getting stabbed there, out of nowhere. And then you see somebody decloaking in front of the witness eyes. I thought that was a cool move. (laughs) That's fucking rad. And then...
1: Holy shit! (laughs) And run.
0: As you see, he gets his face sliced off. Ooh. These are the, uh, those three first pages are the pages I did in 2018, uh, 19, 18, yeah, when I was, uh, doing, uh, 19, when I was doing the campaign of Blood Hunt.
2: Nice.
0: So you have here. So he runs away. She's still following. And you see, you know, still shots, people, random people getting shot. He runs towards the Sky Cab. He goes, let's get out of here. He goes, whoa, whoa, relax, guy. Get shot the thing. Okay, what the fuck? Get out of there.
2: Well, and you he sees a flying cab. Yeah.
0: So she's at the edge there. She gets surrounded and she's like, "You're like, what's gonna happen?"
1: She's gonna kill everybody.
0: And she's like there, and she doesn't give two fucks. She's ignoring them. <laughs> she's, they're yelling comes at her. She the edge. Holy shit. Then here you're gonna see she's gonna calculate all the distance. She's gonna be done in color.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then she just leaps off. Oh. And then you got page five. Or you see her getting down, going down. And then you see, you know, my wings to a lot of my inspirations. Armitage, Gundam, Immortal, 2000 AD, Heavy Metal, Meta Baron. Nice. Wings to some of my friends' books. Like there were movies. Here you see, who's that? I don't know. Looks like a vampire. And who's this? Who's hmm. the poor son of a bitch getting kicked off a hovering bike? Sugar. <laughs> and she steals his bike. And the chase is on. Yeah, and these are the five the first five pages of Loani for Tales and Adverse 2.
1: And who's gonna be who's gonna be uh coloring that one?
0: I'll be announcing.
1: <laughs> You'll be announcing. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a special announcement.
0: It's it's either beacon I think it's either Beacon or Scotsman, I think. Hmm. It depends. We're we all gonna figure it out when we get there.
1: It's the best way, you know, go by you know how everything's going and you know
0: Yeah, but the idea with the book is uh, in Telson and Adverse, anything that has to do with that is is colored by Scots. Because he's going to be the color. He's supposed to be the colorist, for not the mark. So that's how I made it. You know, you understand what I mean. So that's why. Yeah. So
1: when anything directly uh, related to that, uh-huh. uh huh. Scotsman colors. So the those those various books will have the same look.
0: Uh huh. Yep.
1: Yeah, I can see that. That that makes you know perfect sense, and that way, if people you know, get that book and, you know, Nat makes an appearance and does, like, a little something something, Mm -hmm. but it's not, you know, he's he's more of a secondary character in that book, and it's about this other, it's about a different Mm -hmm. character. They'll still know that, you know, it's connected. Well, this looks like the Nat book.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Like, you know, it's kind of of a a way of letting you know that this is more, this is the current story. The other ones are Mm-hmm. Figure out when Because <laughs> it's the tells and the, the are not linear Like it's not a linear storytelling like you're gonna you're gonna figure out like there's one story that's before And that tells the the battle royale one the Royal Rumble one happens during the minute the miniseries, so there's a point where he's gonna not gonna go I have to go talk to to Elrica and he's gonna walk in at the end of that short story and tell us an adverse one. Cool. That's what that's what I'm working with. So you understand what I mean when I say I'm trying to circumvent those 40 years Marvel and DC had to build up like uh, their characters before they really, you know, broke out <laughs> <laughs> to have to have that baggage, that background story, build that universe. So you know, when you start the Nat, the Merc, you know there's pirates, you know there's Federations, you know all the threats that are known there, and then you're gonna discover that some new ones. Cause that's when it kicks into high gear, into more of a Warhammer-ish.
1: Yeah, the the first the first outing with, with Nat is the pilot of the series, and you figure out from clues and people over say, Well, that's the Federation and yeah. This is that. And, so, know, when you get in that demur, you're going to know everything. Yeah. It sets everything up and then builds upon those base blocks as as time goes on and does like a few different things.
0: Mm hmm. So, I decided, you know, a good way of saying it is I decided to treat those short stories like they were actually series. Like, a, oh, there you go. I did a series of rows. I did this uh, building it, building it. So now when I do not the I can hint at them. And the, the readers will go, oh yeah, hey, I remember this. Oh yeah. Because otherwise I don't have, I, I, I have no way of playing with that if I cannot build build up something.
1: And is there going to be a big um, big tier uh, not just for the figures that you're planning on doing, but uh, like a catch-up tier for people that haven't read any of these books yet.
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but right now in Telson and Adverse One, right, you you have that book. And what I want is every time that I I'm I, I try to overprint a bit, mm-hmm. and I'm I also have a another cover,
1: <laughs> another cover. <laughs> yeah, have we I, ha- have we seen the other cover? <laughs> I showed I showed it to you not too long ago. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah.
0: No, Lwani on the on Nat's bike,
1: oh, yeah,
2: Ooh.
0: <laughs> that's going to be a variant cover of number one for Telson and for the campaign Telson 2. Because you know, I do want to keep that the collectability of the, the first campaign. Mm-hmm. The original cover, like uh, what I like to do is I like to come in when I do a campaign, I like to have one cover that will never be reprinted other than that campaign. I had one with Bloodhunt. I, and that the first the first cover that I had there was the exclusive one,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and that which was a wink to a previous book that I did called the the Artism. That was like you know something I did in 2016. Yeah. So it's going to be the same with the other one. There's going to be a cover that's never going to be reprinted. Like mm-hmm. right now, the the cover that's the final cover that's that's staying with the book. Is the the cover uh, that's colored by Scottman the one that's on the campaign right now? That that's the decisive cover for that, not, not the uh, Telson Navers one. The other ones are all limited and exclusive. And when I mean exclusive, I don't I don't overprint them. I I, I print maybe ten issues more just in case. <laughs> in
1: case there's a damage.
0: Yeah, a loss or a damage. Yeah.
1: You know, I I overprint a a few extra and I do mean a few just to yeah, just in case they diamond my shipment.
0: I have only I think three copy uh three copies left of this. Hold on. Do I have my camera on? Let me hook it up. Don't mind me guys. I did not do my beauty time. <laughs> and cam boom. This was the variant cover for Bloodhunt. That n- never getting reprinted. Nice. It was a nice little wraparound cover.
1: Wraparound cover, black, white, and red.
0: And I put a whole bunch of people that were promoting Bloodhunt a whole bunch that I had to say thank you for, you know. So it's never getting reprinted. And that's all there is. I got like two or three left. And just that's to show fair. people how bad Asmussen can be.
1: Oh, there's a lot of dead bodies.
0: <laughs> Dude, it's a it's a bloody mayhem from page one to eighty. Wow. My yeah, and one thing you you know from I don't I can do I, that
2: too.
0: <laughs> I try not to have I try not to have any books. Uh, I try to keep my books at sixty plus page, because to me, I think it's a, uh, a bang for your buck type of thing. Because mm-hmm. when I was uh, checking my, you know, the market, I'm like, you have comics twenty page and they're twenty page, but you have twelve to sixteen pages of comics in there. Now you have uh, the, the the European market, you have the manga market. I'm like, how can we need it in between? Where can I me as a as a fan feel like buying a book for 25, 30 bucks? I get my money's worth. And I'm like, well, if you give them it a, a, a ministry of three of three floppies, that's where I'm at. That's why my ideas always been if you buy, if I buy you a book, you're getting a self-contained story because I'm giving you a ministry of three issues.
1: Yeah. You know, if, if I'm gonna spend twenty bucks on a book, I want a nice fat book with a lot of content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and,
0: and the more the more money we make on our campaigns, the more stuff I can put in it, though. So that's why, you know, my books, are, and I end up going from 64 to, now, 80 pages.
1: Yeah, I think uh, Revolt is up to, I think, like 140 pages. Mm-hmm. There are only a handful from adding, like, an, an extra 10 pages.
0: In Inkslayer, we discuss adding, like, uh, maybe a 10-page swimsuit special at the end, too.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> like I have on my Telson on the Adverse. If we if I reach 15, I do a 10 page swimsuit special of the Nadverse. That's gonna be on every campaign. Oh. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. And and to me it's like the Nadverse is like one of the perfect you know, IPs to do a swimsuit special. He lives in a fucking universe with multiple galaxies, so there's all type of fucking planets you can put him on for an awkward vacation or something
1: <laughs> <laughs> like your own, your own version of a heavy metal swimsuit edition
0: yeah pretty much
1: yeah that's killer
0: hey he, he, he was having he was grabbing a beer on planet i don't know what right with uh with rose and uh, I don't know where a worm came out and he, you know they were on the doom planet. <laughs> Oh <laughs> With Good the boy. big sandworms and shit mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> the spice mustard,
0: where the fuck are we? Uh, I even thought of doing an Alf one' Because I'm a big fan of Alf when I was a kid oh God, yeah, like you dude you get you see Alf in the first page of Nathan Zed. he's drunk he's drunk after a uh, like a hard night there and he has a he has a box of ketchup. <laughs> and it's like a Chinese restaurant box.
1: <laughs> I like Kitty Litter, it stays crunchy in milk. <laughs> oh, pulling lines from Ren Stimpy from 30 years ago.
0: Oh, um, dude, I uh, grew up watching Alf, dude. I love that thing in the cartoon when they, they did this, uh, him in space, his home <laughs> world. I thought it was great.
1: Yeah, I, I, I watched all those, and-
0: but you know, Zed the inspiration of zed mm-hmm. is it's alf mixed with gizmo with the colors of garfield that's where the idea came from
1: it's it's gizmo it's mix, and it's, it's gizmo and alf and a splash of lasagna
0: yeah pretty much
1: <laughs> that's an interesting combination
0: that's that's where zed came from
1: you must make the you must make the waitstaff at the Chinese restaurant by you go nuts. <laughs> yeah, can you mix this this and this together? <laughs> they,
0: they I mean, dude, it's prepared. like it's like if I would tell you all the inspiration that went behind that, dude. It's it's that's why I say it the best way I said it. It's a mix of everything I loved, dude. There's some people are like, oh, well, you're making another Lobo. I'm going, nope, it's not Lobo. Trust me. Yep. <laughs> i uh, dude. There's a bit of like cowboy bebop in there. There's a bit of firefly. There's a bit of metal baron. Obviously. Hmm. There's a bit of everything.
1: So where where did the uh, is is that hand that that we see? Uh, is that neck?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Is that is Nat's hand? Like the. Yep. The blue green—that's all Mac,
0: right? Yep. <clears throat> that's his arm, and it's not a cybernetic arm. It's his arm. He was born with it.
1: Man must have tore his mother a new one.
0: And he was he was he was born from an experiment. He's a hybrid between an ancient alien DNA and human DNA.
1: He was born in a lab.
0: Yep. And that robot—that's his dad. Was sent mm-hmm. was was sent to kill him and terminate the uh, the the, uh, the experiment, and ended up, ended up saving him and becoming his uh, parent, his protector. So, Nat was raised by an assassin robot. So he's been a merc all his life. So when you see him as a kid, he's a merc. I'm telling you, it's gonna be fun.
1: That's that. That whole. Story right there of the of the assassin and the mm-hmm. protecting the parent that that's like screaming lone wolf and cub to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Never read the Lone Wolf and Cub, but I did read I read the uh, Lone Wolf 2100?
1: Oh, uh, 20, oh yeah the uh, the the short series. I actually came across like a handful of those, and I've been I've been finding them. I'll I'll eventually go through and put them all together because they're like all in like different boxes because uh they came out from uh uh Wildstorm uh so the Wildstorm subreddit under image was uh the uh the adaptation of uh, Ninja Scroll.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you see the entire idea behind Bob was I always wanted him to have that robot type of father figure, right? Mm-hmm. But it was the I wanted to really illustrate with that idea what a stepdad or the adoptive father could be. Like, you're talking about a per like not you're talking about a person that's alone, right? He knows that uh, he needs to be, to live in secret because if people find out find out about him, they want him dead,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? so he so that's why like one one of the links with the uh, rose rose is like a big sister to him like a motherly figure like a big sister right and she was uh, she wasn't uh, she's like an homage to my mom because rose was first created as a cancer a, a breast cancer uh, fund uh, uh, fundraiser character I was selling prints of her to raise money for breast cancer And Rose came from my cousin and my great-great-mother. And And Rose was a bit of a punkish tattoo type of girl, my my cousin, a little badass artist. Mm -hmm. And that's where she was. And I'm like, one day I'll bring her. uh, You know, She'll have a role in that, right? I didn't know what I was going to do with her as much. But my mom got diagnosed with cancer. And she had five months to live. so that in that moment I my mom was a big fan of pirates she she got me to watch all those fucking pirate movies as a kid right and she a huge fan of freaking dolphins <laughs> like crazy so the thing I did is that in two weeks I came up with the story I decided to name her Elena Rose after my mom cool. And she became like the, the big sister of that And the comic was done, printed, and right before she, you know, like a few weeks before she passed. So, you know, when they say stories and sometimes fiction imitates life, like I did yeah. not, it was no intention, but that's what I would, you know what I mean? Same thing happened with the father. I named the guy Bob. Who would have known that it would end up being my stepdad? I had a stepdad called Bob.
1: <laughs> Art imitates life, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, but, it's it's easier to write certain things when you're pulling them from you know your own personal experiences and, and just you know putting a twist on them.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the uh, and I don't want to give you spoilers, but. It's a bit more complicated than a robot just deciding to become a dad. It has to do with Nat's arm.
1: And there's a there's a big big story behind that, so.
0: Oh, you'll, it's in Telson an adverse one. You get you get uh, part of his origin story.
1: Part of it because it continues as as the books go on.
0: Yep because that's what I'm telling you. In Delsun Nevers I'm giving you what they know a bit. And after that when you get to not the it's where you start knowing you start discovering more with him, you follow him through the adventure more. Mhm. Well, in Delsun Nevers you're a spectator in the universe. You're watching a series or something that, of the Nevers type of thing. And not the well, you're following him. And now he's he's going to find out what he is, what that mm-hmm. is and everything you can do. Because he doesn't know everything you can do yet. But there's a price to it, too.
1: There's a price to pay, and Mm -hmm. he's going to find
0: it. There's a reason why he needs to be in action all the time.
1: Because if he's not, you'll find out when
0: you read the book. Yep, pretty much. I've been very vague about that arm, <laughs> and I'll leave it at that
1: I've been vague about the arm accidentally on purpose
0: yeah I give examples of what it could be like you know one of the closest thing you can compare it to could be maybe like uh maybe an anci- an ancient living nan- nanotechnology type of thing mm-hmm. it's uh what it is that I can say it's 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 a it's a fourth dimension alloy Nothing. Mm-hmm. Na- nothing. Na- na- nothing can read it. Nothing can recognize it in the universe.
1: So if he go- if he, go- if Nat goes through some kind of scanner, and show, and shows him minus an arm.
0: Yep. Pretty much. And the energy it produces is not traceable.
2: Very interesting. <laughs> Very interesting.
0: I've put a lot of work into into the Natverse. I'm telling you, like I've been working on him since 2009. It's my little it's one of my babies. Him and Wolf Dragon are my babies. Not Vincent. Wolf Dragon and Nat. Those are the babies I've put together. It's they're 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 like my love story to everything I love about anything. Fantasy, sci-fi, supernatural—like *Wolf Dragon* is highly grounded in my in my love for the Arthurian legends, *Knights of the Round Table*, mixed with um, Shakespearean. Like, uh, remember, um, remember *Gargoyles*? Oh yeah, remember that what they did in that universe, where everything, mythic legends, even Shakespearean stories, were real. Mm -hmm. That's *Wolf Dragon*'s world.
1: Ooh, I like that one
0: already. And in that one, you have you have Wolf Dragon, the last dragon born in human form, right? And you also have Demona. So those are the two characters coming out with that that IP that I'm planning on coming back in 2022.
1: Keeping busy.
0: hmm And Demona is a demon babe, and she's badass as fuck. She's the protector of everything. Uh, she's the protector of our realm. You could say a mix of um, you could say Lady Death and Doctor Fate. You could say
1: that's a that's a bit of power.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. Like when she when she was um when she was working for the the the, the demon king she was called uh, she was called um the dragoness. She was a top warrior until she freed herself.
1: And is now defender of the realm.
0: In our realm, yep. Those are my two babies, and I, I, as much as, like, I wanted to do everything at the same time. Steve, my editor, and my friend, and all my friends have been saying, t- "Sim, sim, 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 sim. Concentrate on <laughs> Telson and Average, then do, do Wolf Dragon." I want to do everything at the same time, like yeah, you're saying. I, I, w- I wish I had like sixty hours a day, <laughs> and I See? do like. We're I wish I could do draw-
1: conversation again.
0: I wish I had the Flash powers, or oh, at least Superman speed. You know. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you know, which is just about the same thing, but, uh, well, you know, yeah. Yeah. Well, like I, like I told Randy, I go with, with everything else I do during the day, you know, not including my old man naps, uh, you know, I need like probably like another 12 hours a day so I can, you know, at least, you know, dig a few chapters out of a prose novel I'm reading or, you know, get like a dozen dozen or so comics on the, uh, on, on the on the on the book poop stack, as as uh, Daphne Lange likes to call them, <laughs> book poops. You know those stacks of comics and and novels that you've gotten stacked up everywhere, all around your house. And yeah, I do. I have probably like sixty book book poop stacks. Most most of which are uh, attributed to the fact that uh, all my bookshelves are inside my local comic shop. And he he got hit with a flood in his back room. So he's gonna clear everything out and do a bunch of stuff. I go I go, I don't need all of them back because he's got five of mine. I'm like, but I could use probably two of them right now. I go, you can do like one of the you know, do one and then you know, the following month do another one. You know, I, I can stagger it out like that, but I need which wish one. I got no place to put my stuff.
0: I got, you got, I got a lot of room, just not a lot of room to put your stuff in.
1: I had to repack uh, probably like a couple of hundred books back into boxes and shove them underneath a, a six foot long table I have with toys all over it in the, in the kitchen. And I'm just like, oh, need bookshelves. need lots of bookshelves. I got a little folding table next to next to my. Uh, I've got an actual end table on one side that has four stacks of books on it that just keep getting higher every day. I've got another table that's got stacks of books, like a, little, a small little folding table that's got stacks of the books on the other side. I go, I go. I don't need that little folding table. I, I need like you know like a four foot bookcase there because mm-hmm. that way I can just pile all my
0: book poops. Good
1: there and and just pull stuff out as i need it to read stuff
2: don't
0: don't look at my mess but this is behind my computer this is like my big hard places all right i have a whole mm-hmm. bunch of books alien you know alien there you have shelf there Right, mm-hmm. right two li- two shelves <laughs> full and they're, they're my my closet that's all fulfillment and, mm-hmm. and on top All books. And Firefly game and uh, Arkham and a whole bunch of board games that I like. Oh,
1: cool. (laughs) Yeah, mine you can't really see too much. Well, you can see the big mess behind me, so, you know. Mm Hmm. You know, it's like...
0: Oh, what's that figurine there?
1: Oh, well, this one is a little Joker. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, I have my minty fresh copy of ENIAC. And this is a glow-in-the-dark specter. Huh.
0: Glow-in-the-dark.
1: And then I then I have some original artwork. I have a uh, Joker pencil sketch from Ken Hunt that used to work at DC. Mm-hmm
0: uh looks like yeah. a Jim Lee.
1: yeah he's, he's he's pretty good with this stuff and then i have uh alex cormanch who did this really badass one for me uh at the last batman day i attended back in 2015 before uh before i decided in 2016 that i was gonna just you know jump head first into a coma and and chill out for a couple months <laughs>
0: It reminds that that one reminds me of I remember this series called the Batman yeah everything was very squarish and the Joker had a you know a crazy vest oh you have Charlotte Lou uh, Lukowski that just joined us
1: oh hey Cheryl what's up? Yeah, that's a friend of mine down in down in Texas.
0: <laughs> Me this morning, I had this coming in. Doom fake
1: Oh, nice. Let's blow that one up.
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah, my passion for drawing that came in today.
1: Very cool. Mm-hmm. So we got uh, three books to look forward to this year.
0: Uh, you got two more tales in an adverse. You're gonna mm-hmm. have Ink Slayer. I'm doing the last eight pages of uh, Outlaw Nights right now. Another book that's on Indiegogo. That was that. That was the the, the artist left the project for some reasons. So I'm not gonna get into it. It's not mine, but I'm I'm stepping in to make sure that the book gets completed. So I'm going to be finishing the last eight pages and I'll be joined in with uh, Beacon doing the colors. So Team Inkslayer is coming in to help uh, Ben Fuse to finish his book. And I also have another book that I'm working on that I'm going to be, I'm not saying any date because that's when it happens. Mm -hmm. It's called Hellzone. Has nothing to do with the nothing (laughs) <laughs> no other iPS just a standalone
1: just just like some standalone story that...
0: they the only thing I'll stay from is like imagine mixing do um if we made a doom guy a doom babe and we made we made a sci-fi story that had been inspired by event horizon
1: so uh d d meets event horizon Yep. Very interesting.
0: <laughs> it's just a little something that one of my friends pitched the idea, mm-hmm. and I start. And he goes, "I want you to finish writing it." And I'm like, "Okay, I'll do it," but it's something I'll put on the side. It's just a fun little project, and it's I'm using a more sketchy, more busy-ish type of finish. Mm-hmm. So it's just a, it's just a fun, you know, side project that I got. Hold on, maybe I could show you a little something. A little something-something? A little something-something. Uh, let me go back. My comic books. Hellzone. And Here's the first cover I did for it. As you can see, it's a more gritty look.
2: Oh, yeah. That's cool, though. All
0: so, right. fun little side project, and you know, I wanted to you, go back to that more greedy style because I like to experiment with my my rendering, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I always like those greedy-ish, 2000 AD busily, you know. Oh, so this is me doing that anyway.
1: Yeah, she's gonna BFG. Mm-hmm. The big yeah. Big F and gun.
0: Yep, and this is what we did because we thought it would be cool to have a chrome cover like this
1: oh that came out awesome
0: right no, no not much color just chromium and you know mm-hmm.
1: that's pretty badass
0: and you know here's a wink uh, concept art of the monsters you'll see in there cool. I got I, I got at least three to four books coming uh, this year by the end of the year, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. About two or three, for uh, you know, from me and the the big insular project.
1: Well, you know, your books are actually like the size like one book is the size of three modern books. So mm-hmm. it's like you can multiply every. I have a book. Okay, so you have. The of one of three. three books. Yep. Well, I've, I've got four books by the end of the year. Okay. Uh, that's 12. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And right now, like yeah, the blood hunt one was 80 page. So that's four comics. Mm-hmm. And the same with that one, it's 80 page.
1: Yeah. I got, you know, I'm, I'm like, you know, I always live in the past. Cause I like history. Mm-hmm. And I especially love the history of comics. Uh, you know, probably why Thomas and I do that show on Thursday night. It's called Okay Boomer, where we just go back and, <laughs> and look at like old books. Doing, oh, this week we're we're diving into some Howard the Duck. First appearance of Kiss in comics. But uh, you know the 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 comic book price war is is like kill me i'm like well the paper's much better and we could do this i go i'd rather have the newsprint and pay 35 cents <laughs> <laughs> okay boomer whatever yeah whatever yourself shut up get off
0: my lawn yeah but that's, that that's one of the things that i think it's a, a i was going to say stu- uh, stupid but a, ignorant would be the best way of saying it from from certain people going, well, Marvel's selling their books three dollars. All right, Marvel prints twenty thousand copies of each fucking book. They pay twenty five cents each. We pay five dollars our copies, mm-hmm. and that's if we print a lot. Because some of mine cost nine dollars in the beginning. When you start calculating for like a hundred or you know backers, and then the more you go, the the less it costs you. But it's like, dude. Get me to the point where I can be like Marvel and you'll be paying my book ch- way cheaper.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but those two morons just go up and up and up. They just, you know.
0: Now they're $6. Now the, uh, all the mainstream, you know, DC and stuff like that, they're made, selling their floppies at $6. I'm like, no, and no. People are complaining about us.
1: They went up. They went up again.
0: Yeah, $6. That's what I saw. They went up to $6 now for a floppy.
1: I, I saw I saw more like I saw like eight bucks.
0: Uh, the only one I bought at eight dollars because I don't buy uh, comics that come out. I just bought the the last woman. That's the only one I saw at like eight ninety nine, and that's because it's giant. It's it's bigger than a comic.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah, I bought. I think I bought like the third print of of number one.
0: I bought the third print of on number one. I bought the director's cut because I was late on it, but I bought the director's cut on number one. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I just I just bought that you know that one because I wanted to you know I wanted to check it out because I I don't really read the turtles, mm-hmm. you know, I of course know who all the turtles are and you know but you most, have to admit most of the villains and I used to you, watch I used to watch the cartoon but
0: but you have to admit that when you heard that for the first time after thirty fucking years plus mm-hmm. more than thirty fucking years the two original creators got together again to create the final story you're like. Motherfucker, I'm showing up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Just, uh, just don't disappoint, please. Don't disappoint. Don't go SJW on us.
1: The house, yeah, I know, right? The house where uh, Mirage Studios was in the beginning Mm -hmm. is only like a half hour away from me. (laughs) So I'm like, I've actually, you know, I've actually driven by it on the highway and be like. You know, and the sign still, you know, the sign still up, like on the was up on the back of the house, like ten years ago when I drove by there.
0: You know, oh, the funny thing, the funny thing with like, Ninja, wow. the funny thing with Ninja Turtles with me is, I was part of the generation where I, I didn't, we didn't get the comics as much, mm-hmm. here, right? So I kind of like discovered them with, the, com- uh, with the, the 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 after they did the DOA, right? The cartoon you had the you had the more child friendly co- Turtles. That's the one I got to know. I did see once in a while the images of Kevin Eastman, but you know, you're a fan of turtles when you're a kid. Then you grow up, you're like, yeah, they're okay. Then I found out, then I discovered the actual original series, and I read it. This is what made me a turtle fan. It's not this. It's not the real. It's not the animated series as per se. It's the goddamn original comics of it. The yeah, freaking the metalhead. One. The, the Metal volume, yeah, Ninja the volume, Turtles,
1: Volume yeah. One, black and whites, and you know, completely
0: badass stuff. <laughs> yeah, they were metal heads. They were freaking awesome. I'm like, dude, why the fuck did they cut them? <laughs> like, like I understand it. It was a freaking smart move to do because you do just, have hey. You know, you 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 can make a more child. Uh, a more, like, all age-friendly of an IP. Like, I could do the same with that, right? If somebody mm-hmm. wanted to do a more child-oriented version, yeah, a, oh, oh, yeah, you can do it. But I'll still do the not that I do. <laughs> I'm not going to change it.
2: <laughs> hmm.
1: You know, it's still, you
0: know, you want
1: to cut me a check for, you know, a few a few hundred thousand dollars to turn my character into a child-friendly cartoon? Knock yourself out. Give it a go, and you know, go ahead. But I get a, I get, I get royalties of everything. Yep. <laughs> and I get comps of everything. How <laughs> many comps? I get fifty comps when you go to make toys. I get fifty comps of every figure.
0: But that's when I then that's when I found out that they 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 split up really early. When they signed up the deal for Ninja Turtles, the series, that's when they split up, and that's when it makes sense why they stopped. Because at first, I was like, why did they stop? <laughs> yeah,
1: because the TV did this to our characters.
0: Yeah, well, from I don't know if it's if it's the official uh, real reason, but I think the reason why they really split us because one wanted to sell and one didn't. Mm-hmm.
2: And
1: then one turned around and bought Heavy Metal. Our favorite magazine, yes,
0: yeah, <laughs> and married one of the hottest babes, and <laughs>
1: Julie, yeah,
0: dude, Ugh. dude. When she was one of the first actresses to have each leg insured for a fucking million because she was six foot one and gorgeous.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Like, when you say somebody's worth the climb, she was worth the climb.
1: Oh, yeah, Go, going through my boxes, I found like. Probably like a dozen different Julie Strain books already.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: One one hardcover and you know a bunch of prestige ones. You know Jul- Julie and friends and you know yeah. just like you know her modeling up like the Vampirella stuff.
0: Here's one of my favorite pieces that I have here that I got a while back. I have the original Heavy Metal issue. Oh, nice! But they made a hardcover, hardcover. one. Okay, it's limited. Oh, yeah. This is who we're talking about. And she got painted by so many amazing artists. And see, you have the limited edition number right there. Oh, yeah. And if, you, if you're if you a fan of it, go get it because they still have some available on the Heavy Metal website. And this is Kevin Eastman writing and Simon Bisley. The original story and script of the Fact 2 movie. That was a bit uh, blended out a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's one of my favorite books.
1: I'll have to hit up Frank Forte, <laughs> dude. When you when you pack up all your vampire books to uh, to send to me, and uh,
0: can you try and get that for me too?
1: Yeah, grab grab that from the office, will you?
0: Yeah, try 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 and get some. They still have some available on the uh, heavy metal website, so maybe you could get one from your LCS.
1: Oh yeah, if they if they got 'em them, you know, I'll I'll get I'll definitely get one of the hardcovers.
0: covers. Oh, it's totally fucking worth it, dude.
1: Because oh
0: man, like especially if you if you're a fan like I was of the two animated movies of uh, heavy metal, mm-hmm. imagine having the or, the actual original script of Fact Two. Because all the design and all the storyboards were made by Bisley, so that you have the original. Yeah, during the comic. And it's freaking awesome.
1: Freaking Jesse James from Jesse James Comics. Just, you know, because he buys like multiple collections every day. Mm -hmm. He posted up the other day, uh, somebody in a collection that he bought had the original pitch scripts for close to a dozen episodes of the original run of Star Trek. Oh, shit. So you know, I'm I'm sure he'll be selling those. You know, starting probably around two hundred bucks or something. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's just crazy. But all this stuff is very cool. You got a lot of you got a lot of good stuff going on and happening. And
0: but I, I'm I'm pretty. I kind of say I call myself lucky. That we're fi- we finally reached a, a, a place and I I would say entertainment, but I would say, I, I w- I'll say comics to be you know precise. I'd say in in the comic fanhood. Now, right now, people are interested in more than just Batman, Superman, Wolverine, and all of that crap. Mm-hmm. Like before, we would you, you would go to a con and try and 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 try and pitch your idea of a comic, and people would pretty much just yeah 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 yeah. Do you have any Batman? Mm-hmm. And that's 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 not where we're at anymore. You, you actually have people looking out for more IPs, more stories, right? And I think <sighs> I think those moments only happen a few times.
1: Yeah, well, they're
0: okay. It, it happened. They're at up there looking
1: for. They're up there looking for different stuff because
0: it happened at Marvel when Kirby walked in a, a fucking uh, uh, a closing down Marvel comics. Mm-hmm. Walked in there while, well, you know, Stanley was depressed because they were all losing. They were taking everything out. And then they came up with their freaking last idea to do what they did. And it, Marvel came. Same happened with Heavy Metal Magazine, formerly known as Metal Online. It was a bunch of fucking French artists that got fed up of being told, no, no, no. Be PC. Be that. And they went, you know what? Fuck you. We're going to rock this shit. Mm-hmm. And they made Metal Online which made them famous around the world that they the one they're all the ones that that were the designers of star wars aliens and all those it was mobius it was all those guys like uh Philippe Druillet check him out he's the actual designer of uh, the entire star, uh Darth Vader the Death Star the stormtroopers he's an european comic book artist and then there was image when a whole bunch of creators decided we're enough of getting your stupid shit, we're doing our own. And it's always the same thing when the company becomes stagnant, when they're just starting to do all the same shit over and over again, and they abuse their creators, they don't pay them, what happens? A new comic book revolution happens. And this is where we are. It's It's a pop culture. It's it's
1: exactly where we are. I mean, you know, DC gets taken over by AT&T, um... They move all their stuff to HBO and, you know, we finally get the Snyder cut, but they're like, well, this is all you're getting. He's not coming back and do, we're not going to let him come back and do anything else. <laughs> Why? Cause Marvel stole all of his script. scripts. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's like, you know, it's, it's like the same, like, you know, eight to 10 stories over and over again and Marvel and DC both like reboot, they're like, Oh, it's not a reboot. Well, what would you call it when you cancel a series and start it, start the series back up at a number one, a month later, because you have all your quote unquote superstar artists and, uh, and writers, you know, that think they want their, they don't just want to take over a character. They want to, They want their own series of that character. You know? Like like, uh, the ego on Donny Cates, which is why I always hashtag I hates the Cates. Like all the blind people. Venom's great! Yeah, he's an alright character. But he's not like all oh, you're making them up to be. It's like you all love Venom because you were like kids in the 90s when when Venom was, you know, a good character. Now he's just a character.
0: Yeah. But you that's know? what I like about the movie. Like, uh, it took me a long time to watch the Venom movie. Mm-hmm. But when I watched it, the thing I did like about it is that they went the violent way. Remember that series? What was it Viol- Violent Protector or Lethal Protector? Lethal Protector, yeah. Yeah, when that was his first solo ministry and mm-hmm. he was not a good guy, and that's where he would eat people's head. <laughs> yeah. Dude, when I saw that, when I saw that, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. I, the only thing I didn't like about it was the fact they took the Spider-Man aspect from it. Mm-hmm. Like they do, they could have just put like a, a little footage of Spider-Man in a black suit from a recording, and that would have been it. Seriously, that's all they needed to do. Mm-hmm. To be right, oh, what's this? Oh, that crashed a long time ago. Then it, f- it fell on Spider-Man for a few times, and now we have it in our lab. And that would have been like the, the All the setup you actually needed—you didn't even have to have Spider-Man in. Mm-hmm. Just him swinging in a black costume. We already had that. By Sony too, so how bad, how hard could it have been to just put an old footage of Toby McGuire in a in a black suit just swinging?
1: Nah, I mean it's easy. It's easy as hell. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know,
0: but you know that takes storytelling, I guess.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm just like their 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 favorite thing to do is they'll turn especially Marvel. Uh DC does it too, but but Marvel is well known for starting a series all over with, you know, a big name creative team on it. They release the number 1 and they let slip that there is that it's a key it's a key issue outside of just being a number 1. Uh but it's a huge huge issue. It's, you know, you know, 48 pages or, you know, 60 pages, whatever, 80, Uh, but it's $12, but it's got an art germ cover. But that one is exclusive to this store in this town in the middle of the Southwest. Oh, great. How much is that cover from that store? Well, you can't just buy the virgin variant. You have to buy both the trade but, dress and the virgin variant, uh, and, remember and that's
0: two hundred dollars. You had to buy five copies to get the that one copy because you, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then and then the, you know, not only that's one of the things I like to bring up, and that's not to diss on LCS. It's more you know, Diamond played their game into ruining the market, but the greed of LCS owners was the second one where they knew a title would be good. They had those varying covers or something like that. And instead of putting it in there for their fans, like it was supposed to same price, they would come up and sell them at $50, $25. And that kind of killed the collectability out of it. I think that there's, uh, we're, in a readjust, we're in a readjustment. You know, yeah, the the the, a, the comic book that, industry is changing, ed- yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a double-edged sword too.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because you'll have people that you've never seen in your life walk into your shop. And they're just, you know, "Hey, do you have blah blah with the cover by blah blah?" Mhm. Yeah, right there. And then they grab the whole stack and walk up. Mhm. Be like, "Oh, no, 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 no." You can have one. Yep. Now, I see, like, because my shop does this, uh, they, don't, they don't order, like, the variants unless somebody, you know, wants them. And then it's, like, it's not worth them doing it because it's, like, if they have to spend an extra $100 on an mm-hmm. order, they're, like, okay, well, this is what you have to do.
0: But do we understand that if Diamond didn't abuse the DLCS with the pricing – They Mm -hmm. wouldn't have to be that shrewd to make money. Yeah. And in the end, like, they they would keep, like, let's just say Batman number one comes out, and it's a very iconic thing. They order, like, a hundred copies. They'll put ten on the freaking shelf and wait later to put the other ones more expensive. There was a lot of freaking things like that. And to me, it's not like, oh, no, no, like I said, they weren't making that much money. You know, you make choices. You do this, you do that, right? Making... Demand and whatever, but the thing is, for a while it was it was defense paying the price for the shit. And now yeah, you know. Because- and now you also have the CDC. Was it the CDC thing where you have the comic grading thing?
1: Oh, CGC.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Out of nowhere, they announce everybody that all your collectibles, all your fucking things that are assigned are worth nothing unless they go there, and you pay you pay a big amount of money to get them certified. So Mm -hmm. that also didn't help the collectability and the collection, the this and the that. It
1: it doesn't help that, you know, they can't grade anything actually worth grading Mm -hmm. because everybody's sending in every single book they get every week. You know, they go, uh, the, the biggest thing that has ruined, uh, the collectability of comics is just like it was in the nineties, the spec market. Yep. All these all these shows telling telling you you know what to buy, given the top ten lists of of the uh, of the you know the best sellers on eBay this week, and, and
0: everybody fell into the model that everything needs to be a number one every year. hmm.
1: Uh, they they do those, and then you have uh, the double edged sword of a certain app that will tell you, you know, if you're, you know, what the, it, it's like, a scalper.
0: That it's yeah, like the scalper thing, right?
1: Yeah, it is a scalper thing. Yeah, but, You know, it's like in one way, it's, it's a good app for, you know, what it was meant to do, but now all it's doing is it's leading, leading the industry around by its nose uh, telling people, you know, Right now, up Mar- shit and telling them, yeah. you know, what's worth money.
0: Right now, Marvel is giving another big blow. Like, I, I, as a collector, I don't mind it in a way, right? That's what I'm saying. Like double-edged swords, right? Mm-hmm. Like getting all that Kirby shit, trying to get all those Ward Simonson stuff right now. Pretty, it's not that it's not that easy, and it's pretty expensive, right? So Marvel, DC pretty much being screwing up the pooch with all their pretty much their mainstream comics. Right. Everybody's saying they don't really care. The artist sub level. They're not investing that much. They're paying the artists really low level. Right. Mm-hmm. But they're investing a whole bunch of freaking money right now into reprinting all of that old stuff that right now you're the market of the people, the collectors like you and other people that have very valuable issues, not that valuable anymore, because right now you can buy them and most yeah, people i'd rather have enough both,
1: both, both of them are doing like you know the facsimile issues but you know i live on you know i'm disabled so i live on social security so i i don't get crap you know i get i get enough money to buy like you know a few a few books a month
2: mm-hmm.
1: to to read but that you know that's about it i can't i can't afford to go and you know buy like the first appearance of john constantine which is you know one of my
0: and that's my point it's like
1: but they put put up the facsimile for like five or ten you know five five to ten dollars they they reprint that full book with the ads from that time and everything for five bucks i'm like i'll buy that that way i can read the actual issue yeah you know yeah i'd
0: I'd rather buy my right now right there i have my uh the mighty thor omnibus i have my uh uh, the the fourth the Fort Will omnibus, F commandy omnibus. Dude, they cost me a hundred and something, maybe a hundred and twenty to get the entire thing. It would cost me what <laughs> that to get two three issues? Hmm.
1: Well, I over there where you can't see on the on my windowsill, I've got I've got the 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 Red Love Special Edition Daredevil omnibus. Mm-hmm. That's uh, you know all the all the Frank Miller, Close, Johnson stuff. Uh, Then I've got the Hulk Omnibus one.
0: Here's another example. Go and try and grab the easy issues. What's that from? I have most that. That's the uh, Claremont, Jim Lee, Uncanny X Men run. Oh yeah, the Vestry and Jim Lee. I I I have a lot. I have a few of them but try and get all of those right now. And that costs 150. And trust me, 150 buys you maybe one line of those one row. Mm
2: -hmm. Uh,
1: I've got a few of those. Mm -hmm. I I recognize a bunch of them, but you know, I haven't, I haven't come across my actual X-Men boxes yet, but uh, I bought the, uh, the, um, the X-Men omnibus of the original, uh, Age of Apocalypse storyline, oh! Which, of course, has the uh, has the Legion Quest story at the beginning of that.
0: Which one is that one?
1: Well, it's it's the story that leads into Legion Quest leads into the Age of Apocalypse story.
0: Age of Apocalypse, got it. Yeah.
1: Legion caused everything. Yeah. Boys always oh. starting shit. Oh damn you! Your original biz. Mm-hmm.
0: And the other character I was talking about.
2: Nice. Wolf
0: Dragon. That's cool. Uh, the the bizly gnat, uh, that's a print that gets unlocked at uh, at 10K on my campaign. Love the biz.
1: Oh, yeah. Dude, uh, a great guy
0: dude. if you get to meet him go say hi like the, do, uh, not be, dude, do not be afraid <laughs> he's fucking amazing
1: oh no I went and I covered uh, Rhode Island comic-con November 2019
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I got in early you know as with with my press pass and because I was you know in a wheelchair um I went and I hung out with uh, Happy uh, Neil Adams for about forty-five minutes. I went and hung out with uh, Graham Nolan and Bill McKay and uh, Christopher that Priest, is. Christopher Priestley, uh, Joe
0: Rubenstein. Uh, that is true. That Neil Adams used to be happy.
1: Yeah. Well, he's he's happy as as long as uh, people are dishing out. Like fifty bucks a whack for his autograph, and uh, asking him questions about his favorite subject. And Mm -hmm. uh, pretty much, yeah, you know, you know. But you know, the dude is like a massive legend. So, Uh,
0: Uh, dude, he 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 may be a bit of a dick, but he's the dude. We cannot forget that he is the one that all creators need to thank for having the rights of our shit.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: he's one of the only motherfuckers to have had the balls and go. It says that I give you all my rights in the back of that check. I am not cashing that check. And played hardball with them and made the fact that Kirby's recognized and all the other creators from Marvel and DC recognize he started this shit.
1: And he does, you know, all that fundraising with, uh, you know, Heroes Initiative and, Mm -hmm. you know, to get to get, you know, creators. Medical,
0: medical, medical,
1: yeah. Yep, all medical and insurance and all that, you know, all that good Lawyers,
0: stuff. Lawyers, yep. Mm-hmm. Legal aid. Yep. Um, it's, a, it's a great thing.
1: Who else was there? Uh, Tom Mandrake. I got I to see that massive original art of the glow-in-the-dark Spectre cover. Mm. Um, and there were... Uh, when, you know, a bunch of indie you know, guys that I that I met, hung out with, and also Mike Grell.
0: When I hear my funny story with uh, Neil Adams, good. You know, he's one. He's a fucking legend. And I met the happy version.
1: Oh, you both met the
0: happy <laughs> version. I, I, the, the, the last time I met him, it was not the happy version. He looked depressed, like he's sitting there, and all he's saying in his head is, "I want to die." Mm-hmm. Right? It's weird. Like honestly, it it, it it's night and day. He used to be like you used to go see him. He used to be like a beacon of, you know, fun. Like you used to, not so much anymore. Anyways, <laughs> so we were all a whole bunch of like uh, creators there, and one of them is a guy that worked for DC, Marvel, and stuff like that. He did the uh, Bitch Planet. His name is Valentine Delendo, mm-hmm. and he was a friend of mine. Do all this shit, was <laughs> yeah. So. We were we were all like uh, at at the table and you know we're looking at each other. Go, I want to go see uh, Neil Adams. Go get check, get our shit checked, right? So we get we we get an appointment with him. He goes, he's gonna we're gonna see you at that time, right? So the the, the, the con close. we're all getting ready to go see him. He, fucking uh, uh, Valentine is nervous as fuck. He's the first one to go. Comes back, he's all depressed. Oh yeah, he rips the fuck out of everybody. Yes, <laughs> and I'm like, oh fuck,
1: and i don't like, like, here's when you a knife. Going, go slit your wrist this way.
0: <laughs> like you know, I'm not in. I'm not inhuman. I do know that little fear of mine, but I do. If you know me, you know that I have. The, I have that little attitude of like, well, okay, let's go. Let's do this. <laughs> so I go there and I'm like, hey, now it's my turn. He goes, you sure? Yeah. You know that, you know, getting critiqued by me, it's I'm going to pass you to the meat grinder. I'm like, go right ahead. That's what I'm here for. So he looks at me with a grin, right? As in like, okay, boy. As in like, okay. So he starts opening, and that was my wolf dragon back then. It was not not. It was the wolf dragon stuff. Mm -hmm. So he opens up, and he starts going. Oh, I forgot to tell you. He ripped fucking Valentine Lelandro. To shreds on the fact that he draws really weird eyes that it's just like there's no expression there's no this there's no that this you know so valentine was destroyed <laughs> why do you draw something so soulless so he opens the first page which was just a scene of uh, a, a girl called lucretia a woman called lucretia driving a jeep in the desert right and it was one of the last pages i added just to you know i thought it was more smoothing into the story in the beginning
2: mm-hmm.
0: So he starts, he he goes in and he starts ripping like that. That rock doesn't look like a rock, right? Uh, you could you could you could work a bit, like add, work more on your details on the on the background, make them look more okay. Yeah, fair enough, right? And he's looking at me. Let's keep on going. Turns the second page, and that's when you this. He just went, oh, oh, I like those eyes. I like this. Oh, I like the and then, dude. It was different. I even have a picture with him. Saying <laughs> like, that kid's going somewhere, and I was like, "Holy fuck, dude! I was so fucking giddy. It was not funny." <laughs> I go back to my table. Valentine's like, "How did it go?" I went okay. You
1: <laughs> know, decent to yeah, work on my backgrounds but he loved, <laughs> he loved this page.
0: You love my facial expression. You love, yeah.
1: He said I'm really good at drawing eyes. Son of <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Bisley told me I was the I was the I was the I was gonna I was the guy picking up his mental. I'm like well dude that's a fucking honor, bro. Wow. That's then we good. went to grab a beer. <laughs> nice. Dude, he, he grabbed my book. And the next day he told me he liked it. I'm like, dude, could you imagine how fuck how I was on my drawing table?
1: Can you just imagine?
0: Like a five-year-old kid just discovered that there's water in a bottle.
2: <laughs> like, fuck yes! yes man. <laughs> you
1: know, putting putting a quote from Bisley on the on the backside of your, uh, you know, uh
0: huh. You know, but his, his, fa- his favorite was not not. His favorite is wolf dragon. He loves the wolf dragon. Cool,
1: you're the one. It's like stop putting, <gasps> stop putting up ads. It's like blah 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 blah,
0: blah, blah. Signed, dude. If it go, if it, if we go if everything goes well with the next projects that I have, I it, he is in my plan. He he knows it. He's he's doing a cover for Wolf Dragon when I get there.
1: Oh, that'd be badass. I, even
0: I, I, to, even told even told me that,
1: that he'd like. The other month, uh, Valiant sent me like a couple of comps, and one of the comps was the uh, the Bisley cover of uh, Bloodshot, mm-hmm. like like ten or eleven or something. I'm like, Did- but I was like calling, I call, I was like calling the the woman that owns the store. I go, you you sent me like Valiant books. I don't, I, I didn't order. And he goes, no, you're not. we take care of, we do all the Valiant comps. For the whole company now. We're the ones that do it. And they. W- you came up on their list. And they wanted. You know they wanted to send you. I go cool. I go are you going to send me free stuff every month. She's like I doubt it. I go oh okay.
0: Uh, but dude Valiant. I was never into it. Until the when they relaunched in what. Tw- 2012. Mm-hmm. And they were they were really fucking good. Until Hillary Clinton and Trump. Because uh, they, they were the first company to take a side in trying to make Hillary as a hero. And they made a story where uh, Trump was a bad guy. And I'm like, dude, I don't care if you like somebody or not. This is fucking wrong.
1: Yeah. I'm like, you know, all those, all those books with friggin' AOC on the cover. Mm. I'm like, fuck off.
0: Hey, check this out. This is the cover I did for Blood Hunt. Uh, Bloodshot.
1: that up. Mm. Yeah, that's
0: badass. That was 2016, I think. Or 2015. Nice. That was a that was a variant cover for Bloodshot Reborn number one, but the French edition. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I recently bought. Because I, I was into Valiant from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it, it seems any company that, you know, I fall in love with their stuff and I stop buying, like, everything that they do, like, their whole universe. Uh, then, you know, 10 minutes down the road, you know, they're like, yep, yeah, we're shutting down everything. This is the end. Bye-bye.
2: <laughs> like,
1: what the... You know, and all the books that were like, you know, all the keys that were worth, you know, a ton of money are like, you know, basically worthless. Some of them have come back. Like, you know, I've got the, I've got a couple copies of Rise Zero.
0: Where the hell is everyone?
1: (laughs) Right here. Hey, I tagged you in the post for this earlier. Where the hell were you? (laughs)
0: <laughs> we've yeah. been doing this for like almost two hours already
1: yeah you got you got cooked you get clipped by the by that walking hassock of a dog you have what <laughs> but you know i i did that with like a few people i you know i went for the shooter verse and uh the at the adams verse and i'm like oh man i'm never doing this again and then you know Aspen starts releasing uh, Soul Soulfire from uh, Michael Turner. And then they look at me and go, Who? Michael Turner.
0: They're re-releasing then.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. Who's doing it? There's an there's another artist doing it for from Aspen now, but uh, they were really like, they're like re-releasing stuff, and uh, but this was back when, when Michael Turner was still alive,
2: hmm
1: And uh, then i i started like buying everything you know every every single issue of soul fire
0: you know you, you did i not, did you ever hear my story of my michael turner you know he's the reason why i i'm doing all this again still
1: golfing since like 9 a.m woohoo
0: i used to meet i used to meet turner in toronto every year for like five years nice like, I was going to cons trying to get a, a job in Marvel DC or trying to get picked up at Image or something, right? Mm-hmm. But I wanted to be a penciler, right? Anchor, penciler, or something.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And he's the one that told me, fuck the mainstream. Don't go working for somebody else. They're just going to take advantage of you. Invest yourself in, in yourself. Find yourself one of your creation that you created a long time ago that will allow you to have fun and play with everything that you ever love just create one or two and just invest everything you have in them and now i mean like and i told him about uh something called the everheart chronicles it was one of the first comic uh creation i had when i was when i was 15. he goes what's that about i said like, it's it's about an immortal knight that saved the last dragon and the last dragon was born in human form and he raised him and he goes he, and he's nicknamed the wolf dragon was the last wolf dragon. He was uh, from the north. And he looked at me and he goes, the name of the guy is Wolf Dragon and you name your goddamn book, uh, your, your your book like the, the Everhart Chronicles? Yeah. Okay. The title's Wolf Dragon. You're going up in your room and you're going to draw me uh, t- three three page for tomorrow in layouts. And that's how it started. Yeah. But well, that's how I got my Wolf Dragon. I, I got back on Wolf Dragon. I got back in actually writing, back into writing stuff. Yeah. Thanks to freaking Michael Turner. The last time I met him, dude. And I every time I say it, I get shivers. Okay. I went to meet him the last time because, you know, he, he, he was fighting cancer for people I don't know.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I show up over there and there's a big announcement that uh, his appearance is canceled. Because he's sick. He fell sick again, and it was it was the announcement of his return to drawing Mm -hmm. comics. And you know you you know what that means. You know where I'm going with that one. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I get a I get a message on my phone by his partner. uh, I forgot his name, Mario, something like that. And he goes, "Mike, we'll see you. Meet us at the table." He, you know, he wants to see you before leaving. So I meet him up, dude. And he's coming up, and he felt, dude, he was pale as, you know what I mean? Walking with his crutches, sat down, gave me my last freaking review, and that's the last time I met the guy because he passed away not too long after. Wow. That guy reminds me of fucking Queen. Freddie Mercury. That's why in my head it's always the same fucking thing. The show must go on, dude. Uh... Yeah, that guy that guy has fucking go go on us okay <laughs> and took time to freaking build up people another one was that has a similar story with him it's uh Joel ball that guy took time to build up people look up to the guy great guy
1: People up instead of you know mm-hmm. tell, telling them they can't draw eyes. Yep. You know, but as it turns out, he can't draw eyes.
0: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll never forget him, and that's one of the reasons why you know. If people got blunt, and you see, most of my books would always have dedication in it, and Turner's always going to be in there, always.
1: That's cool. That's very cool. Well, oh, man, I don't, I don't know where to go now. <laughs> that story, that story is like, you know, hold on, I'm gonna tell you this story, and then I'm gonna hit you in the face with a brick.
0: <laughs> but dude, he, you built up some of the biggest artists there is, you know, without even doing much,
1: without even thinking about it, just,
0: no, yeah, just being himself, dude. You know, being open and being there for people
1: go do this and then come back and see me
0: mm-hmm <laughs> dude I went up in my room and I spent the entire entire night up dude I still have uh, I still have one one or two of those pages here
1: stayed up all night Where'd you go? you want to go to sleep? I can't. Nope. Michael, Michael Turner told me to draw three pages. I gave <laughs> Pretty much. Three pages drawn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pretty much. Dude, I was sitting on my table and I had a big coffee and that's all I was doing until the morning. And dude, I didn't sleep. When I wake up to the table, he looks at me, he goes, dude, you look half dead. I didn't sleep. <laughs> he goes, You 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 laid out three pages, I have five. Dude, wow. I I'll never forget the more the first time I met him, dude. I Everybody shows up there with a freaking portfolio, clean cut, as if they were going for a job interview. Me, it was a moment, it was after like a year or two of me going, I'm not, I I quit type of thing. And I just showed up there out of nowhere as, a, you know, everybody telling me you should go get a babysitter. And I head up over there mm-hmm. with a fucking regular file, you know, like paper file dude holder. Everybody has their big portfolio. I mean, I'm just there with a fucking bunch of fucking paper. They're all wound. Like nobody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like sketch papers. And the Turner says, it looks at my thing. You see his face. I said, what the fuck am I getting into? Mm-hmm. And he opens it and you see his face drop. He calls everybody there and that's how it started, dude. Uh, yeah. That's how I started working on on Wolf Dragon. This is, yeah, over 10 years later.
2: That's
1: crazy. That's well, cool. That, That's cool, mm-hmm. crazy, and, you know, sad and depressing all at the same time.
0: I don't see it as depressing. Because I was raised not, not mourning people, but celebrating their life.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That guy made more than just comics. He inspired a whole bunch of creators. You know, i I don't want I don't want nobody to forget him.
1: Oh yeah, I can't. I got boxes of comics.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Like Soulfire was amazing, and it was so great to see Joe Benitez come in when he passed away to finish it off.
1: Oh yeah, uh, Soulfire.
0: Uh, fathom.
1: Fathom that run he did doing the Justice League covers. Oh, dude. Oh, I've got. Or that, or that that Batman
0: v Superman run was amazing.
1: Yeah, I've got two different. I've got two different sets of covers from that run that he did. Uh, and they're you know one's cover A and one's cover B, but he basically did like a big poster. And they shrunk it down. They put half on one on Mm -hmm. cover A and and half on cover B. And one of them was like all the hero, you know, issue 12 was like all the heroes and issue 10 was like, you know, all the villains. And I'm like, Oh man, I just want to take those. I want to take those issues out and like, you know, you know, put them in like a, a, an extra wide frame and just toss them up on the wall and I can keep like swapping them out or whatever. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, it was just you know, his his work was just you know insane.
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like what I really liked about him is that he had the same approach that I had. Like he had a very we're not just comic book fans, we're movie fans, mm-hmm. and we. And that's one of the things that a lot of people tell me about it. And that's what I liked about him is it's very we have a very cinematographic way of bringing, of storytelling. We're not trying to do a novel here that with illustration. We're telling you a story, a visual story. So we're trying to pull the the some tricks from movie the movies and the comics. No establishing shots, money shots. <laughs> Some have to be you know, larger than life. Some have to be regular. Different. I don't know.
1: Money shots. I think I downloaded the wrong movie again.
0: <laughs> uh, don't tell me you got rim shot. Oh, no.
2: All the wrong <laughs> movies I downloaded with, with women.
1: <laughs> uh, so, here's a question now that he's finally done golfing and hanging out in the chat. mm mm-hmm. uh, you uh, going to uh, ChromeCon this weekend?
0: Oh, yes, I am. Hold on a second. Here's some sketch cards. So for people that think that I only do digital? Not true.
1: Real straight up?
0: Mm-hmm. Thanks. So, yeah, I'm, a, I'm on I'm at ChromeCon on Sunday at 3 p.m., Eastern or 330. One of the one of them, and uh, we're doing the simply sugar and pops on Friday at eight. Sugar is only going to be there from eight to ten because he has to work at ten. But mm-hmm. simply sugar and pops.
1: Yeah, I've got a, uh, I've got a show at eight on Friday night, so I'll probably pop. I'll probably pop in later and. Uh, I gotta I gotta talk to the old man later because my daughter might be here this weekend which means I won't I won't be able to hang out for the uh those 12 hour stints
0: to <laughs> say how old is she because may, maybe she can participate
1: <laughs> oh no no she she hates all this stuff oh like if she's if she's like looking at her favorite youtubers and she you know, she comes across my channel, and you know, I'm on. Then she'll run downstairs and and make fun of me. To like, you know, all her half brothers and sisters and
0: ah, it's because she doesn't have the balls to do it herself.
1: Oh no, she'll do it. She's like, you know, she has no mute button. You know, 100% disrespectful, rotten little teenager. You know. Yeah,
0: but is she streaming? No, she won't. That's what I meant.
1: <laughs> she's, she she's like a hundred percent emo she will not take she's got she's got a hoodie for every day of the week the Big hood <laughs> that comes down over in front and she won't take it off if you if you knock on her door
0: let me guess she's between 13 and 15 yep <laughs> does it show she, that i got experience
1: she's, yeah she's actually just 12 right now she's gonna be 13 in june yeah so. Couple months away, she's gonna be a teenager. I'm like, oh
0: my god! Yeah, my little Hannah's getting there too. She's getting into those, uh you know. Need to control her hormones. <laughs> oh, I'm like, but oh, she's a she's a great kid. He's
1: like, like, Dad, what would you do if I bought a bought a bro- boyfriend over? I go, I would send you to the to the to the nunnery, and I would probably kill the kid.
0: You know what we do? It. you know what we, we tell the girls me and my bro? Remember the story of the monster box? Well, we have a monster bag.
1: I don't remember. You know, you're not that. getting it? No, I don't remember that story.
0: What do you do with monsters? You kill them. You put them in a the box. <laughs> you kill oh. them and you put them in a the box. <laughs> you get rid of them. hmm <laughs> But, we have, you know, because you used to tell because one of the stories you used to tell, tell the kids when they were afraid of a monster under their beds, like it's okay, we got the monster bag, we'll put him in the bag. So that's what we're doing. Like, what about the what 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 happens if we bring your boyfriend a boyfriend at home? Remember the stories of the monster bag? Same thing apply. Mm-hmm. You know, I, me, I have my katana, and he has his uh, long sword. We're all good.
1: I used to, uh, <laughs> I got, I got, I got my longbow and like three full quivers in, in my uh in my closet so and you know i'm in a wheelchair that work you know and that works out perfectly because i would just turn <laughs> like this and you know if worse comes to worse this this elbow can operate the joystick on my chair and just make me swivel and turn
0: <laughs> like a how, turret
1: he was how fast can you load that want to find out <laughs> I, I remember the uh, the the skit the uh, the daughter brings home boyfriend to meet the parents father's mm. got a shotgun shell on his hand tosses it out and the kid catches it Just, what's this he goes, they come faster after 9 o'clock
0: you, you want to you know one of the funny jokes I did to my kids Cause we do that thing with the girls, right? So mm-hmm. one of my boy had a girlfriend. She shows up at home. I walk out with a knife. I'm like we're we're doing it. Equ- <laughs> we treat everybody equally here. Don't fuck with my kid. It's <laughs> like <laughs> so you start punching my boy. You deal with me. <laughs> you know, it's like don't
1: miss. Don't mistake my. Uh, you know me being disabled for uh for anything because i'll go right up to you you know sitting down in the chair and just take you out
0: <laughs> you know don't don't yeah don't take my politeness and kindness for weakness mm-hmm. do not mistake it <laughs>
1: you know 100 percent. i'm just like oh uh i remember i because my uh my cousin's husband uh they they have uh They have two daughters. One's like six months older than my daughter. And then the older one is like 15. And, you know, so she's, she's like, you know, already dating, you know, some boy from, from her high school and everything. So I, on his birthday, I, uh, I, I, I sent him a picture of this on his, on his wall. I put up this picture of this shirt that says guns don't kill people. People with beautiful daughters kill people. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Just remember that mm
0: because. Lute, you know, if there's one thing that history has taught us, right? The worst thing that ever happened in history, it's either for religion or for the love of a woman. Mm -hmm. The the most. Yeah.
1: That making mistake of bringing a knife to a gunfight.
0: The most stupid, the most stupidest thing I mean, I've men I ever done in history has been because of that, either for religious or love.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: mean, um, one of our favorite expressions at one of the bars, you know, we throw throwing people out and they, you know, they're they're all drunk and fighting baggage. And we, we'd be like, dude, don't make me shoot you with my knife. <laughs> and they would get like because they're drunk so they get like get <clears throat> confused not be able to figure that out and mm-hmm. you know half the time they would you know half the time they would walk away uh the the other half they would just get knocked the hell out <laughs> and me i would just i would just if i get drunk i would just start fights and i wouldn't know i started fights There'd be like a mob behind me, and I'm just walking the other way, you know, clueless, and all my friends would have to jump back. What happened? What do you mean what happened? He goes, well, we'll we'll tell you later. We'll tell you tomorrow.
2: I'm like,
1: all right. You You want to hear what happened last night? I was home in bed. What? No.
0: I have one of my friends that's Irish. Do I need to say more?
1: Nope, because I'm Irish.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So every time we would go out, I don't go out with that guy anymore. The day I had to face three six feet big black guy bouncer at a strip club because of his fucking sorry leprechaun ass, <laughs> I'm like, we're done.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm I'm Scotch Irish, so
0: yeah, I have Scott I have Scott's blood in me, and I I in my family we have uh, the um, we have some Irish, but it's 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 new to the family, you know, like my great aunt type of thing. Mm-hmm. But like that's why I'm used to it. So I have one of my friends that's every time he gets drunk, dude. If he's if we're at home, he's gonna try and pick a fight with me. I can deal with that <laughs> You know, a friendly little banter, little friendly little, you know, put you back in your place, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I can deal with that. But somewhere else when you have to do other people, like I'm telling you, dude. Seeing three giant fucking three, six feet something football player size. Like, remember, I'm stocky, right? I'm, but I am five eight, five nine, in between five eight, five nine. So you know, having six, two six two coming out, going, holding your little buddy by the by the trousers, going, you fucked up, and coming kind of like. <laughs> 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 <coughs>
1: I did that, and and man, I used I DJ'd at those clubs for like thirty years. I did that when we went to a different club with some friends, and one of my friend's little brothers, who uh, was on uh, furlough from the from the Marines. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, when I get drunk, I always pick on the smallest guy, <laughs> for whatever reason. Not the smallest, but the shortest.
0: Yeah, I so- know. So, you know, trust me, I had to live with that, too, because it's it, it's a common trait in some people, you know, so <laughs> he, you know, we're we're walking out and.
1: You know, we, we had had a good time, I had had uh, way too good a time and. Uh, my friend, my friend's little brother come comes up behind me and goes, you OK, apparently I had fallen down three times, uh, I go, yeah, I'm fine. Why? I don't know. You just fell down like 30 stairs. Then what happened? Then you got up and walked to the bar and got another drink. Oh, okay. (laughs) It was all fun. I put my arm around him, put him in a headlock, and just started giving him one of these. He pushed me off and he... (laughs) Right right across the upper bridge of the nose. Rushed some oxygen to my head. A bunch of tears out of my eyes. He goes, don't ever do that again. And that one shot, you know, basically sobered me up, get, got me out of that fog, and I'm like,
2: ooh. He goes, <laughs> he
1: goes yeah. I gave, you a, I gave you a shot to the up, upper bridge of your nose. It's a nerve cluster.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dude, I'm like, but okay. like I'm telling you, you can imagine. I, I have, like, a, a Scott's blood, and you have my friend that's Irish, right? So imagine that first time that he had a drink with me, got drunk. We both drunk, and he starts trying to take a fight with me. (laughs) He he still remembers it to this day. He goes, all I remember was seeing floor, ground, floor, ground, floor, ground, floor, ground, floor, ground. Fuck, I'm on my ass. (laughs) He grabbed his arm, goes, what you gonna do? And I grabbed his arm, and I flipped him. Now, every time he picks a fight, that would happen. I'm like, remember what happened last time, bro. He just calms the fuck down. (laughs) It's it's automatic. He'll never forget that moment. (laughs) You want
1: to go back there and do that again? Uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Just remember.
0: Mm Hmm. Dude, that's what that's that's how I was able to calm the situation the last time I was telling you about. Cause the guy's come out and he's fucking aggressive as fuck. So I had to I had to get up and put put my foot down, right? And I look at the guy. What the fuck did that retard do again? And as soon as I said that, the big guys went. Okay, that one's cool. <laughs> that's like, what did that retard do again? What did that little leprechaun? <laughs> Anyways, that got resolved. But yeah, real quick. Yeah, like I told you, he knows now. When, when, when I get pit, when I'm like enough is enough, he just shuts the fuck up. <laughs> but dude, the guy built himself a bill of like three hundred dollars with the stripper in the private den section.
1: Oh, good boy.
0: Yeah. So you get how they came out mm-hmm. to my table.
1: Did <laughs> he pull his pants up first?
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't go out often.
1: <laughs> I can't. Im- I can't imagine why.
0: Like oh, last man. night, like I think, like two years ago, before the COVID thing, he's like, "Hey, Sim, I'm coming in town. Do you want to go out?" Nope. Come on! No, 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 no. It won't happen. You say that every fucking time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Grab something, come here.
1: It won't happen. And then 30 seconds in the door, you're out and back. And yeah. by the time you come out, I got to knock you out.
0: Yeah, pretty much.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: So, yeah, go back tales of an adverse.
2: Exactly.
0: <laughs> see all the the funny stuff I lived in my life?
1: <laughs> back, back, tail, back tales of an adverse or, or Sim's going to come to your house and knock you out like a, like a drunk Irishman.
0: Dude, uh, uh, you just reminded me of this shit. You see all this fucking Kevin Smith thing? He's crying about everything, how he's such a soy boy, crying about everything. Everything makes him cry. Blah, blah, blah. I used mm-hmm. to love that guy, right? Did you ever see the movie Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back? Mm-hmm. Remember the entire premise of the fucking thing? A bunch of fucking internet nerds. They were they were ripping at them, shredding them, and then and then they decide to invest all the money they made from there to go visit each and every one of them and beat their sorry ass. How many people wanna kick some ass? Remember? <laughs> and now he's a big crybaby.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> now he, he just he's a soy boy little pussy. Yeah. It just it's
0: just crazy. Uh, don't worry, I won't kick your ass if you don't back my book, but you will definitely be kick your own ass if you miss out.
1: Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of big things coming. Mm-hmm. And why would you want to miss out on a chance to get that cover?
0: And not, not just that, is that you're, you're getting that that as a print right now. Right? Mm-hmm. But it's also the fact that for $25 until April 2nd, if you wanted the first 200 physical book backer, for $25, you get not only but plus shipping, you get the, you get an 80-page book. You get two prints plus three stickers. When we reach 7500, there's three more stickers. So you get the, the full set of six characters. At 10K, we unlock the Simon Bisley and the jewel ball print. So for $25, you get a lot of stuff. Mhm. And that's just the entry point. Now
1: is this the is this even the right campaign that I have up here?
0: Yep. That's the, that's the still an adverse one. Yep. Right is now it, you're is it, right this now is you're just
1: open as the store, right?
0: Yep. Cuz originally we thought we were going to be able to fulfill in uh, February. Mm -hmm. Because we, um, the thing that happened is we, I decided to recolor the first uh, two stories because the color compared to the new one was shed. And I'm like, I don't want to have a book with low level colors, I -hmm. wanted everything to match. Like, I'm not going to redraw them, but at least it's getting recolored, right? So, we we were thinking of being able to fulfill in uh, the end of February in March, but because I also added 10 pages. So now we're gonna go. Uh, we're we're planning to have everything fulfilled. Because the thing is, I had a lot of people saying that there was more old stuff than new stuff in there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I balanced it out. It's half and half now. So you get forty. You get thirty something page of old stuff and forty page of new stuff. So I wanted to make sure that everything's. So it's in demand. So in April 2nd, I'm closing the extra sketch card for free because you also get a sketch card for free when you're one of the 200 first physical book backers. So you're technically getting you know. This is my way of saying thank you to everybody jumping in from the Giga. I do that, I do that I did that with Bloodhound. I'm doing that with that one too. And we're looking to go to print in April and for and starting fulfilling. I'm just winning on the colors. And as you saw, dude, the colors—they're taking time, but they're taking their time coloring it, and <laughs> it shows. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it looks. Those the pages I saw looked like fantastic. So I'm like.
0: Now, if you go, if you go on the main campaign page, because right now you're you're in the updates. Oh yeah. If You go on the story. You'll see the color, uh, the colors of um, Beacon on World Rumble, which are pretty sick.
1: I like that. That's pretty cool.
0: That's my colors.
1: Oh, so we want some good colors.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> whoops. This is this is what you get for twenty five bucks, and this is the this is the the final cover of uh, the the actual book. This is what that's always going to be. That's what an adverse one, and that was that was inked and colored by uh, Scotsman. This is interior presentation, and then you get the Scott, the, the Beacon colors.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this is the Ink Spot stuff.
0: Yep. And Beacon has a style that's like a mix of both. It's like he has a mix of Scotsman and uh, Ink Spot.
1: So he's, he's somewhere in the middle.
0: Yeah. He's trying to be like, a, you know. An in betweener, you could say,
1: <laughs> and, and it I'd
0: looks like, great.
1: I'd like to get in between
0: her. <laughs> and this is presenting Queen Ulrica, the warrior queen of Seltonia.
1: Mm-hmm. That that center page
0: <laughs> <laughs> stands out, right? Mm-hmm. I did my job right. <laughs>
1: That's cool with the blade, right? And
0: that's face. and that's when she decides, you wanna disrespect me and dishonor the tradition? Well, it's not a one on one anymore, it's a royal rumble. So she takes them all on. And this is the sample from Scotsman's uh, story that he's colouring, the Nat and Zed story. That's where you so- get to know a bit more Nat. On a personal level and you get to see his relation with his best friend his relationship with his best friend the guy, the, the guy you grew up with yep so it's like imagine his version of his high, uh, is uh, you know school buddy <laughs> the guy he grew up with and it, go up go up for a sec just a little there you see there where you see the garage mm-hmm you see the two borderland type of uh, distribution machine. Look, Gee. you have Alf leaning on it drunk, passed out. For, wow. you looking. see their you see their garage there with the bikes. Yeah. You see the 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 toolkit there, the box right there above the toolkit. That's Alf leaning on that big box in the back.
1: <laughs>
0: passed out for partying too late. Too late with Zed.
1: <laughs> Eating crunchy kidney and milk.
0: That was my way of giving you the wink of where the main inspiration of Zed came from. Came from Alf mixed with Gizmo and Garfield. But the main inspiration was Alf. So it's like, you know, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> Told you I put him in there. <laughs> and if you look in the back in the scrapyard, you're going to see Bender you see a whole bunch of freaking pop culture references you see the futurama ship you have the taxi the the cab from uh, fifth element you have the 2000 space odyssey ship you have an x-wing you have the thundercat battle tank there
1: Lobo's bike. yep not to biz
0: (laughs) yep and if you look in the middle there's a box of heavy metal magazines
1: Oh, cool! I could probably use those.
0: <laughs> There's the you have the I don't know if you know Captain Harlock. You have his, oh, his yeah. Gu- you have his gun sword right there with the gun of a uh, uh, Blade Runner. Yeah. Like that panel there, it's uh, it's it's you know cameo galore. It's Easter egg galore.
1: Chock full of everything.
0: Uh huh. And even even the little robot that's there. Mm-hmm. When I tell you its name, you're gonna you're gonna get it. Herbie, yep. <laughs> You're the first one to actually guess it.
1: Yeah, well, I'm 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 full of uh, useless uh, nerd nerd information. <laughs> so.
0: When I was designing the little robot to help him construct shit and stuff like that, like the little valet type of robot, I'm like, yeah, and Herbie, for you know. The love bug and the little robot. That's technically what it is. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Instead, reading some it, heavy metal magazine.
0: It's it's fun that you saw it. <laughs> With a winged wolf dragon there too. If you look at it. Mm. My first publication.
1: Yep, right on the back cover.
0: Yep. Meaning he's going to be coming back. And then that's revealing the you know. Final costume and stuff like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I, like, I like how his jacket flaps closes. Yeah, you know. Over, over do you rest. real? Do you notice what it does? If you look at the little motif on the the flap, right, mm-hmm. with his eyebrow, it completes the logo that he has. So you get to know that this lo- oh, the logo yeah. that he has. It's his face. The monster within. Get it?
2: Yeah, I got plenty <laughs> of them.
0: So, one thing about Nat that, you know, I don't talk too much, but is he, he's one of those characters that can be very, like, um, friendly in this, but he is a mercenary. He can also be very fucking cold.
1: He's going to get the job done.
0: Yep. No matter what, he does. He does have a few things that you know. He has a he he has his limit. He has his code, right? You could say. Mm-hmm. But when you want something dealt with, that's who you call. And as you can see, the size of the monster right there on the third and the second panel. Mm-hmm. Do you recognize those three panels now? I showed you the trailer. Yeah. There you go. You recognize them.
1: <laughs> From the original piece.
0: Yeah, that was doing a wink and when I was working on that, because I was thinking of just making a wink at it. And because you know losing 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 a lot of work kind of breaks your heart. Yeah. Having to redo it again. But doing that page there made me redo it. So you're getting the full Planet 69 story and Tales in an Adverse 2. I'm actually reworking the first story. Yeah.
1: You're getting the full Monty.
0: Yep. And I'm not, and I, you know, as you can see, I'm not trying to do like, uh, hey, let's do those uh, quick, quick, quick pages. I'm trying to take my time with this one. Because I want, I, I grew up liking different type of comics and different delivery. You know, as much as I like uh, the idea of having like uh, Marvel Comics back in the days or Image trying to give us a a copy of a comic every two three months, that looks okay. That looks really good, but you know, compared to somebody that has a year to work on a comic and have time to calculate every freaking panel (laughs) to make it, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about the independent comic and the, the CG and all this stuff. It's the fact that. We're able to do an in-between in a way. I can take my time without having to take too much time.
1: <laughs> yeah, the 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 problem I find with with some of the indie stuff, uh, you know, not even dressing the price and you know the the ten or fifteen dollars, you know, shipping on everything, um, is some people seem in too much of a rush and want to cut corners, and a lot of their art is, I've seen a lot of subpar art. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't draw, but.
0: But it, I think it goes with the, I know there's been a lot of discussion, there's people trying to say like, oh, you have go with a floppy, you have to try, uh, try not to go low, uh, too high with the price. Like we discussed before, right? We're trying to offer you three or four floppies and one, so it comes up to the same price, right? $20, mm-hmm. 25 $5 a pop, right? But there's also been the conversation of um, people are, like, trying to get the book done before you launch your campaign, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it can sound good in a way. Like, I'm not saying don't do it. If you can, you can. But you know there's a price to pay to that, you know? It's like saying there's a difference between American comics from back in the days, and European comics, like I just said, right? When some in you know, less budget to produce something, it's like a movie. The less you have budget, you know, not going to be as shiny.
1: Well, I know uh, Roland, over at Silverline, does that. He won't launch mm-hmm. a campaign till the till the book's complete.
0: But what happened? What happens if you know you you paid five thousand investment, but if you make a hundred thousand, you could have made it better. Uh but no, but I'm just trying yeah, to the... what
1: what he does because he's got so many titles mm-hmm. uh for his company and stuff that he's brought back that he used to do in the nineties mm-hmm. that he puts in and he just he whatever whatever profit is made after mm-hmm. everybody's paid goes right back and pays into the for, next book and, and goes into the next book for Payment, you know, you know, for the writer and the artist mm-hmm. and the inker and the lover p- and blah blah But my my point
0: my point was to prove that it's like <clears throat> in indie comics, right? At this mm-hmm. moment, right now, you have three different types of clientels. You have the clients that are YouTubers and buy and buy the stuff of their fans. You have actual comic book fans, and you have people that are crowdfounders, mm-hmm. right? Crowdfounders like to see the project grow as they see they see the, they like to see the production behind it and stuff like that you have the comic book fan that would like to have the comic faster and pretty much ready to ship right and you have the youtuber who just doesn't give a fuck he's just going to throw money at the youtuber cuz he likes him
2: mm-hmm.
0: you have to keep all of them in mind especially if you want to grow right? there's you know it's one of the things that I've noticed in crowdfunding when you see backers celebrating the fact that they unlock stuff all right I may not be, like, 100% behind, like, I don't really want that fucking pin. But it's fun to see a whole bunch of supporters promoting a book and celebrating the fact that they unlock a pin.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, there's different things. You just keep keep everything in mind. I'm not saying – I've always tell people there's no one way. There's multiple ways. Find your way. Just don't ignore the other ones trying to pimp your your, your stuff up, you know? Like, you know, be in the book tiers. You can't have that if your book's already ready. A lot of people like to be in the books.
1: Yeah. Is that Bisley?
0: Mm-hmm. And those are the six stickers of 6AM, uh, which now the three, boys, the three boys are unlocking, or we're looking to unlock the three girls now. Nice. And this is the interior back cover, colored by uh, Inkspot. Interior back cover showing Nat's back. And that's a wink at Lo- at Lobo's back. Yes, it is.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Fully admit it.
1: And this print <laughs> slash cover.
0: Oh, uh, so. It is. Freaking love it.
1: You look at him and you can you can hear the bullets tearing through the flesh.
0: It's his dude, it's the best work I've ever seen him do. I I I love it. It's it's what you would see on a heavy metal magazine back in the day mm-hmm. These are the sample of the old stuff, the old colors and old lettering. It's all getting redone, lettering and colors. Everything's getting remastered except the line work. So that's why you know I was saying that we're taking a bit more time because I decided when we passed the hundred backers that I'm like, you know what, I'm I want to upgrade the book. I I, I yeah. We're remastering everything. And that's so, my stretch goal line. Yeah.
1: yeah. What have you hit on
0: these? Right now we hit the 5K one. We're getting close to the 7K, the 7,500 there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I would like to be at 10K because I want I want that Bisley print, to be honest. But I also want that swimsuit special at 15K. Mm-hmm. And after at 15, after that, the swimsuit special was just growing with more guest artists. And, you know, I was adding more prints with the – the thing is with the backer, every 100 backer, every 100 backer was adding a new print. Mm. Yeah. The reason why you, there's two prints now with the book is because when I announced the delay – for the, the print because i was gonna do the remastering of the colors and stuff like that that we were to changing the date of delivery i offered that free print of the painting that was my way of saying hey i'm doing i'm giving you a bigger better book it's not 64 anymore it's 80 page and everything's remastered and here's a print to say sorry i changed the plan but you won't be disappointed <laughs> it's right there mm-hmm and if you go sub to Scotsman's channel, he sh- sometimes he streams and he colors, it, he colors some pages live. Cool. hmm
1: I did that. I've, I went and followed him on uh, the Twatterverse and, uh, and YouTube-ish.
0: Yeah, and for the next campaign or maybe the next one, I'm not decided yet. I don't want to make it official, but there's big chances you might have a, 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 you know a bust. Or a statue coming with the next campaigner.
1: That'd be cool.
0: Yep. And you know, I'm trying to make them not more than six inch. So you know, like there'll be a statue, but the size, that the height of a pop, like you know, like this little <laughs> thing here, something like this. And one of my ideas is to be able to I imagine if I can send it to you that you just have to assemble the, the arms, the head, and the base. Put the...
1: Yeah, and they just all snap in. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: See what I mean? Getting old, but that gray is just here.
1: <laughs> yeah, mine's everywhere. I shaved my head to look younger. <laughs> Went to the shop one time and... They shaved my head because I was in the wheelchair. You know, they were, They raised all their prices. And I was like, you, you're just taking clippers and shaving my head down and, you know. And maybe do like a, you know, a wet towel shave or something. But I'm like, that's a little high. I don't know. Me. And they were like, oh, hold on. He gets the senior discount. And I looked at my friends over with me and I'm just like.
0: I don't know. I like I'll the gray. It. I like the gray. I don't know. Maybe because I'm lucky because I have the Doctor Strange thing going on here, the two little stripes here. and
2: mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. But I like the gray. Yeah. I'd rather go gray than go what... bald. Well,
1: I want a little bit of each. So. I'm, I'm always pulling the little, little from a little from column A, a little from column Bay. Yeah, definitely go uh, check out and back the NatVerse. All the information is in the show notes, up above or down below. Uh, It's also further up in the
2: chat.
0: And trust me, you you get you get the bang for your buck. Trust me. And right now is uh, I'm I'm able because I'm me and Beacon are partners, right? We help each other fulfilled. So I can the U.S. It's only fifteen dollars shipping. I ship, they get, they leave my house, they get signed, then they get shipped to Beacon and he emails them to you. So we were able to reduce the shipping from 25 to 15.
1: Oh, that's, that's, a, that's a big one.
0: Yep. Especially when you know how much shipping can get between Canada and the US.
1: Yeah. Like, you know, 25, 30 bucks a book. Mm-hmm. Like, like a 22 page floppy. I'm like, uh, I bought uh, from a guy that used to do auctions up in Canada. And I'm like, dude, I didn't spend that much money. Why is my, he goes, oh, shipping from Canada to the U.S. is like, you know, 20 bucks a book. Buck. go Well, I'm not paying like 200% more than what the book's worth to, uh, to get it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm like, you know...
2: Uh, not
1: too long after he, he quit doing them because he just got sick of it and moved on to something else. But... All right, well, I want to thank Sim for coming and hanging out with us and uh, talking uh, the Natverse and a little bit of everything else. And... Uh... <laughs> There you are. And uh, you can catch him Sunday around the 3 o'clock hour Eastern Standard Time at CromCon.
0: Yep. And you can find me on the Keen- uh, Now streets rebranded Branded Sugar Chris channel every Monday and Friday in the morning, evening on Thursday around 10 p.m. Eastern. And you can find me on my channel. Usually, I, sometimes I do streams on Sunday. Sometimes I skip because I stream everywhere. So sometimes I take the day off. But Sunday around 6, 15, 7, 15 p.m., we do the duo and chill.
1: And they can follow you where?
0: Uh, any social media. Mines, Facebook, anything under Simon Simpati, The Artist Sim, or Ink Slayer. And, yeah, pretty much. And give me a follow on, uh, you know, uh, what is it again? Indiegogo?
1: Yeah. Follow, follow the project so you get... You mm-hmm. know, updated on any updates and uh know what's going on. Yep. It'll get you on the on the mailing list so you know, you know, after you get this one, so you know for the the next issue and the issue after that and the book after that and the, the other title after and that. You know.
0: Another thing I'd like to mention that I'm putting together, it's something called uh I'm calling it Red Label, uh indie comic uh uh Indie Comic. What is it they call it again? Showcase, indie comic showcase, right? And the idea is I'm trying to do a a preview digital comic like book with a whole bunch of uh, sample from a whole bunch of creators that have campaigns. My idea is to try and get it everywhere where digital comics are, right? For almost nothing. So people can just pay 99 cents or something and have a huge book with a whole bunch of sample going, you like this, you like this, find this on Indiegogo or Kickstarter.
1: Yeah, have all the you know have mm-hmm. all the links there, and yeah, yep, like a like a big advert.
0: Yeah, technically, it's reaching out. It's like giving it a little sample for free to everybody. to Go, hey, we exist here. If you find this interesting, come check us out.
1: Yeah, that's I I dig that idea for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Russ is going to be in there. We're all putting a few samples in there, and uh, we're going to spread it around.
1: Very cool.
0: Hey. That, that that's that's how comics used to get around right people used to have previews and samples
1: mm-hmm. and then uh speculators decided certain previews are worth like a ridiculous amount of money yep <laughs> and i'm just like shaking my head at it <laughs> but all right till next time uh keep it here thank you for subscribing to the youtube channel today and everybody that, that popped in, don't
0: every... forget to like, sub, and share. Exactly, sharing is caring.
1: Yeah, that's what I tried to tell her. She didn't listen.
0: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, m- minded.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I, I, <laughs> I officially hate you for the rest of the day now. <laughs>
0: hey. Look, my my wife back then, my girlfriend, she was bisexual. I am not, and I'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Sharing is sharing is caring.
2: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Katie, Katie. So until next time. Uh... A little peace, love, and read some comic books. Don't forget this weekend is ChromCon over in the comic book related madness. So uh, go check that out. And uh, I'm sure a bunch of us are all sharing out the uh, the links for yep. ChromCon. And, uh, you know, definitely come by and, and see what, you know, all these guys have, have up for grabs. And, and you,
0: you don't want to miss Simply Sugar and Pops. It's going to be fun.
1: And I'm if my daughter doesn't come this weekend, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to you know buy one <laughs> of those little mini kegs of Guinness
0: because you know you know you know what you should do you go, sweetie, from eight to ten I got a TV show that I gotta watch go watch yours. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: you should
1: just go to a, Should just go to a room with uh, her iPad that never leaves her side and just stuff and fall asleep or whatever.
2: <laughs> Bye.
1: All right, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Don't forget, the audio version of this will be available on ageofradio.org. Uh, just search down for Creators Outlet. <clears throat> I think we're still in the uh, new show tabs. Just look for the uh, this, this background piece on, on the screen. And you can click there. And I have from episodes 40 on up. This is episode 106. Also, if you're listening to this on Age of Radio, you can head over to Creators Outlet on YouTube and watch the visuals. And please uh, subscribe, like, and share, and all that good stuff. Uh, Until next time, like I said, peace, love, and read some comics.